0: Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in again. Uh, I want to give a thanks right away to the Weekly Bean and Harlan Lessick. Uh Mentioned it last week that every every week we come out with a new episode on Wednesdays, and they put it in the Weekly Bean that comes out each week. So if you pick one of those up, you can you can take a look at the upcoming week's guest. Uh, they're distributed in Lloydminster, Moose Jaw, and Kindersley. <clears throat> Uh, next, I want to give a shout out to uh, two guys. Uh, they've been following me right since the start. So Evan Priest. Uh, it seems like every time I hop on Snapchat when a new episode comes out, he's he's driving somewhere. He's taking a Snapchat of it and uh, giving me good feedback. He yeah, he's been enjoying them. So thanks, Evan, for listening. And uh, Chris Ross. He uh, right at the start. Um, any issues I seem to have or little tidbits, he's been helping. Uh, just leave me little messages on Facebook on whether, you know, Mike's having issues or anything he notices from that side. So I appreciate all the help guys really appreciate you listening to every episode. Um, if you don't currently subscribe, uh, if you're on any of the listening platforms, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google, Spotify, that kind of thing, uh, search Sean Newman podcast, and then there's a subscribe button. So click on it. And that way, every time I bring out a new episode, it notifies you. You can get notifications on your phone. Uh, if you're on social media, um, I love it if you guys share, like, uh, comment, anything. Like I say, I try and get some shout-outs on here right at the start of the podcast now for the people that uh, interact with me. I love it. And so if you like something you see, by all means, let me know. And then uh, this week, we have Dwayne Diesel-Parallad on. He is a goaltender who is from uh, Hillmond, uh, grew up playing his minor hockey in Lloyd Minster. And after that... He's been all over. Whether it's the dub, pro, uh, senior, uh, he's got a he's got a very interesting story as a goaltender who's been pretty much everywhere. So, without further ado, here we go. <laughs> Okay, folks, welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Tonight in studios, I have Mr. Diesel, Mr. Dwayne at the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we've been sitting here gabbing now off air for probably damn near an hour and uh, trying to make sense of where you've all gone and where you came from, and holy man, you got quite a story. I better preface this by... I apologize to all the Leafs fans because they just lost game seven against Boston for like what feels like forever. They just keep doing this to themselves. Diesel's not a guy who follows the NHL, so he's going to offer me probably very few comments on this, but I know there's going to be some Leafs fans crying tonight.
1: (laughs) Boo-hoo.
0: So I don't know. Where
1: do you want to start? You want to go back to the early days? I like to start in Hillmont because that's where I, I, I love Um uh, I was born in 1981 in, uh, in the Lloydminster Hospital. My parents lived on an acreage out uh, uh, near Ray Altemeyer and uh, subdivided a piece of land off uh, Nelson Koch. Uh, we lived there till I was six. And we moved to town to um, be closer to the workforce uh, for my parents and then uh, but hillmond always had a it uh, kind of set an impression in my in my mind So as it should hillmond's yeah. a special place yeah hillmond's a special place that's all i can that's all I can say about it too. I yeah. Love so,
0: it. did you uh, you start your did you start skating in the old Hillman rink, the Silver Um
1: I started can skate in uh, uh, I want to say uh, 1985 or in 86 in the old Silver Dome. Did two years of can skate. Played dressed up as a Smurf one year and a, <laughs> I think a uh, a First Nations person uh, in cowboys and First Nations persons. <laughs> 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 but uh, that was my intro to skating I wasn't very good I was on my sister's uh, figure skates yeah the only other skating I had done before that was uh, uh on the slough across the road from us on the Faltemeyers dugout um the boys out there always had the ice cleaned off they were a few years younger so they're a few years older than I was yeah yeah
0: I gotta, I gotta ask because you have such an illustrious career as a goaltender. Did you start out as a goalie?
1: Um, no, I think. it Well, I've, i found an old picture one time of me uh, with a goalie stick propped up against the fridge, um, and when I was about, I don't know, one years old, and I don't know, I was probably fifty pounds. I <laughs> was a big chubby kid. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know
0: Dwayne, he is what six foot
1: six foot even oh six foot even yeah and how much are you weighing in now uh 250 right now
0: 250 yeah. we we at some point have to go down the road of how much weight you lost because when i came back from playing hockey you were three
1: i was three probably 100 when you come back and uh i had a rough few years <laughs> and it, it just kept on adding on uh, i think 10 10 pounds a year for a few years and at 330 pounds, I decided to, I, I I enjoyed looking at my old face better than I, I looked uh, at the one that I was currently looking at in the mirror. So I uh, I wanted to make a commitment and uh, I, I wanted to gain some respect around uh, some people I uh, didn't think that it could be done. And I uh, I lost 120 pounds in a year. Yeah, and you and, were uh, like kept her off,
0: and you were dancing, man. You yeah, were just like twinkle yeah. toes. Yeah,
1: uh, it was like I was. It like I, uh, I had shed one hundred and twenty pounds. No <laughs> it was kidding. like I, I I was jumping every step of every step was a, a leap, and I could I could jump side to side eight feet at a time. <laughs> it was an unbelievable feeling.
0: So You go from I'm just trying to like equate this. So you went from three thirty down to two ten.
1: Two ten. Yeah. 210 uh, rip steel and sex appeal <laughs> and the only one who could enjoy it was my wife no kidding lucky she gal did. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i bet you, you had to go buy all new clothes like oh yeah no like three that, times over yep
1: i did yeah i, I did the uh the old uh, weight loss uh picture thing where where i i hold my pants out and you could fit two of me in inside of that waistband um Ah, it was an incredible feeling, and it was just so much fun getting the positive comments back. Yeah. Uh our friend, Feed off that. Our, our friend Ken was excellent at that. He's, you know, you you can't uh, leave a room without, uh, with, uh, without Ken giving you a, a positive outlook on on the rest of your day. So, he had a lot to do with uh, keeping my uh, mind focused during those times.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, huh. What else did you, so you lose all that weight. Obviously, you can you can walk up the stairs. You can probably exercise longer. You could just do a lot of things, right? Yeah. But what was like some of the coolest things that came from doing that?
1: Well, um, I, I gained a love of gardening and uh, doing yard work. Um, I, I absolutely detest working out in a gym and running on a treadmill or, or uh, just pushing a bar up over my head. Yeah. is not my idea of fun yeah. <laughs> I uh, I've been kind of blessed I I, I got a, a body that kind of puts on weight easy and and I if I put it put my body to use um, in ways around the yard or or uh, or at work um, I can burn off a lot of calories Just doing everything, yeah, yeah. Every every uh, every step I take is it might burn three times as much calories as as Dustin Newman would.
0: (laughs) Isn't that the truth?
1: Yeah, Dustin could sit and eat bags of uh, unhealthy food if if he would. I don't I don't think he's the type, but (laughs) he uh, he and I do not have similar body types. Let's say.
0: Well, it's cool. It's cool to see it like to be able to watch somebody transform from 330 to 210 was pretty cool right yeah like it's almost surreal to watch somebody lose that much weight
1: yeah i feel like uh i I was telling you guys earlier that i uh, I, i've never liked to be pegged as as one thing. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I didn't want to be just the shot put guy. I didn't want to be the hockey player. Yeah. Uh, I was never going to be the best at any of those things. I, I, I wanted to be known as the guy who could do 10 things that uh, you just kind of look and say, hmm, wow, I didn't even know that was needed to be done
0: (laughs) well maybe we should get back to it then yes we were staring at it all before i lead us down the rabbit holes i do from time to time so you're you're living in hillmont you're going to school there
1: then went to school in the old hillmont school um uh, for kindergarten yeah and uh, the year out or the summer after kindergarten my last day of school they were backing up trucks and and wrecking balls and, no and they were tearing down the school as as we were walking away and uh so uh the, that summer we transitioned into lloydminster and uh hillmont school was just a memory for me yeah yeah uh we lived in a in a trailer court in lloydminster uh, uh right near uh i want to say oh it's the Junior high that uh, Morgan man uh, teaches that yes, uh, northeast e- layer. e- Laird. Uh, es layered es layered es layered. Yeah, there's a trailer court back by the soccer fields in there. Mm-hmm. I uh, we had a trailer in there for about ten months. Lived a winter through there. Finished a school year at Neville Goss, and we moved to a house uh, near Winston Churchill and JC Park.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned during this time you're you're not always playing hockey. Actually I nope, think you said nope. you quit hockey. Uh, yeah, I time. was
1: in I was in uh Kansgate in Hillmond and then when we moved to Lloyd it was kind of transition, I don't think I played hockey the first year. Um, was that because I, you
0: didn't well heck, this is asking a lot of a memory. Was it Do you remember was that cuz you didn't enjoy it or were there other factors at play there?
1: Nobody in my family's uh, uh, my mom was uh, a daughter uh, she had a sister and that was it they didn't have sons so they didn't play hockey in her family yeah um and my dad's family way too many kids uh way too far from a town to uh to be playing hockey so uh n- n- my family didn't know anything about hockey yeah. <laughs> um I, I i probably went and watched uh um, Danny Faltemire go and play hockey one day uh, because Phyllis was babysitting and I, I know it caught my attention Yeah, definitely down at the old Silver Dome um, watching uh, Kid Scotty team play against our Hillmon guys and I don't even think I was cheering for the right team but <laughs> I, I thought Danny Faltemire was the best player in the world and I'd, I probably had the wrong guy picked up <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that, um, uh, I, I learned a couple things that, uh, uh, down at the old rink, uh, uh, it was a great place to go, uh, and be commune with people. Uh, the community was always there and there's always, if you needed support, there's always somebody to support you down there. Um, and, uh. <laughs> Uh, I forgot where I was going with that one. No, well,
0: you're you're right though. Yeah. That's that's been uh, well since I've been growing up, right? And I didn't play I, I didn't play all my minor hockey in Hillmont by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, Hillmont, that's been one of the the special places about home or special things about Hillmont is the rink. They've always had a rink, and it's been a gathering spot, right, for everybody to come out and cheer on the the young kids all the way up to senior hockey, right? And mm-hmm. It's just a a festive happy place where everybody kind of goes together and and uh I don't know. It's just, it's got a good feeling, a good vibe in a place like that, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Some places just the smell can make you uh, bring a smile to your face. Isn't that and that, that tries, was yeah. one of those places. Yeah. It smelled like, like uh, chopped up uh, plywood at times. But <laughs> it was just <laughs> danky and, and wet, but uh, it, it, it smelled like home.
0: God, I love the old Silver Dome. The old Silver Dome, I just remember being as a kid wanting to sneak up into the rafters. Up way high where the bats lived. And you'd find a mazillion pucks. I don't even think that's a word, but whatever. It was a crap ton of pucks up there. Or the upstairs dressing rooms you could pull off the pull off the chunks of wood and you could see down into, right? They let the heat they cut holes in the floor. And then so kids wouldn't go falling through, I assume. They put pieces of plywood over it. But when teams went up there to dress, all the heat came from the floor, so they'd pull these big chunks of plywood open so that the heat could get through right yeah. and i remember being a kid I, my parents must have just hated me going up there because i can just i can see my son doing it now right and dropping things and harassing whatever team was underneath uh would have been yeah. uh, way too many good times oh i'm sure work. one of those
1: vents went into a bathroom or into another team's dress room, so you're dumping dumping water down the, the vents onto other teams that's and- right
0: and then of course. We can't forget right across the street is the good old swinging tit. I mean, who can forget that?
1: Yeah, it started to get bad when everybody at the rink had a key for the, for the bar. <laughs> and yeah, you, you, it didn't especially have to be open for you to go in there and make yourself at home.
0: My The swinging tit for people who don't know, that lovely name is the old name of the Hillmont Bar. Or the nickname, I don't even know if it, like, it wasn't like it was posted anywhere, but that was what everybody called it, right? Yep,
1: it was originally the Hillmont Farmhouse, and uh, it, it got some... Uh, it, yeah, look at it one way; it's a it, it's a fun nickname. Look at it another way; it really divulges a lot of, of what happened in that building. Some days.
0: <laughs> you got a fun story. You got a favorite memory of that place. Oh. you must like that must have been in your heyday. Because by the time I was sixteen, and I may have been served in that local establishment, and they knew it, but that's my right. We went there and. Sean Newman, how old are you? 19. Sean Newman, how old are you? 19. Okay. Just sign up on the sheet Just over cause... there. And I remember it was self, right? Like instead of instead of uh, uh, them serving you a drink, you'd go pour your own drink and mark on a sheet how many you'd had, <laughs> right? And pay at the end of
1: the night. Yeah. Yeah, some people would put their bottle caps in their pocket or something like that. And, oh, I got five bottle caps. Yeah,
0: I must have had five beers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Or I bought a round of five <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't, I, I, don't want to dwell on any of the uh, questionable memories there. That's for, that's for definitely <laughs> locker room talk. But uh, I, I, I had a lot of great memories. I have a lot of good memories of going down from, from uh, school and ordering a, um a, a, a farm burger at lunchtime, which was fantastic. Which was two huge burgers uh, on an open face bun yeah <laughs> and uh and it come with ham and hamburger and bacon and yeah. every vegetable and it was delicious. it was a burger yeah. yeah yeah and then you get another plate of fries and and the gravy oh <laughs> uh, yeah no lots of lots of good friends uh, uh memories down there uh, getting away from school and being yeah. being a bad kid or, <laughs> you don't think you don't I don't think Helmon's ever seen a bad kid. I've I've told that uh, Mrs. Amundrude a couple I times. Know. I don't
0: know. There's a few questionables in there. <laughs> nah, well, the,
1: the, I don't think we've had anybody that uh that I wouldn't consider a, a friend, I don't think. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Anyway, we'll uh, get back to that. Well, hockey I was, then. I'm
0: staring at my sheet. I'm looking at okay. So you're in Lloyd, right? Yeah. You go from and I'm I'm gonna just you go from Pee Wee and I'm gonna add in a little bit of Bantam there, and then you can fill in the blanks. But okay. you go from Pee Wee House Hockey to getting selected in the Bantam draft.
1: Yep. Yep. That was exactly how it went. I uh, right
0: like that. That's. I'm not saying that's maybe that happens all the time, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I can safely say that, well, I don't know, I can't safely say, but that feels like that doesn't happen all the time.
1: No, I, uh, a lot of happy accidents had to happen, I guess, along the way. And, uh, and some people might call them sad accidents, which way uh, you look at them. Um, my six years in Lloydminster Lloyd Minster were a little bit turbulent, and uh, my family uh, broke up. Uh, after i was in grade six or so yeah. so after adam age and up until that point i play Wee or house league all the way up um play with some fantastic hockey players uh Jordy dugan i play well anybody in lloyd minster our age who went to the nhl i played with as a novice and an adam player yeah um um curtis glencross was on my novice team he was the goalie of our novice team <laughs> <laughs> but uh um oh, so our family breaks up uh i stay one more year in Lloydminster, and my mom says she's moving away to yorkton my brothers and sisters get the choice or we all get the choice of who which parent to stay with Fuck. yeah right like i mean it's not it's not something you want to ever wish on anybody but i think we were uh our parents uh asked us to make a adult decision and and uh they were okay with anything that fell yeah <laughs> uh, i don't i've asked my mom how that went down uh, it's not not anything she could really put into words it was just you gotta let life roll yeah <laughs> yeah but the what a, ups and the downs
0: what a tough decision for how old would you have been
1: uh i was 12 at the time
0: what a tough decision for a 12 year old to have to make though
1: yeah right but uh yeah the people have to make them when they're uh when they're six they have to make them yeah. all the, um, no, it's um, a unique they, perspective right it is um i think that uh my parents did the right thing by putting us in a like some counseling courses as kids we yeah. were in like a team of counseling once a week and uh we knew not to blame ourselves but uh um some of us uh, um, i have two uh, i have two siblings a brother and a sister so uh, one of them uh, he just wanted to be playing his uh, lego games <laughs> and my sister took it really really hard uh, rightfully so yeah we all take it different ways and but uh, anyway to make well, a long was, story well, short I was,
0: I was just yeah i was yeah. just fortunate right i always think like you're yeah. fortunate to come i had five siblings and my parents stayed together and yeah sure and they, and they
1: went through their troubles I'm, I'm certain of it oh uh, yeah well, um i know nobody makes it out without being a married i that i've been through a marriage 10 years it's yeah. uh, i have a lot of respect for anybody who can do it uh, for for a few years even
0: well i actually think at times i go like i'm waiting for those years right because i'm in year oh boy i shouldn't have brought this (laughs) on myself uh i am in year this this august will be year five
1: it goes so fast doesn't it doesn't it yeah and
0: we got two kids a third on the way
1: yeah and yeah just imagine how 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 fast you think your married life has gone all of a sudden your kids going to be 10 you're going to go holy crap i just played five years of hockey and no like, kidding. they all just went together <laughs> they you can't tell one from the no other no kidding. yeah absolutely yeah no i'm uh, fatherhood's been uh, the biggest uh, game changer for me for absolutely, sure absolutely right oh. like i mean yeah i didn't yeah, you can't you can't plan for it
0: You can get a dog, right? Like a dog, kind of. I I don't
1: look at my dog the right way, I guess. (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It took me a couple years to get used to the kids. (laughs) My wife would probably tell you I didn't really really jump right into fatherhood. (laughs) She told me she was pregnant. I said, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm really happy for you. (laughs) I got to go. I'm working.
0: Well, I'm uh, you know like uh, here's something about me when it comes to uh, pregnant wife. I, when melon's been pregnant both times I get in, I get like antsy like I'm like uh, new kids coming gotta get some gotta get my night life or gotta get uh, some time with my friends out of the way because like when that kid comes I'm I'm nailed down right yeah now. and so then uh, I've gone. I don't know sometimes I wonder I must have married the best woman in the world right she just deals with so much shit and I don't think it's like it's not terrible stuff but at the same time like we all come with our our baggage right Mm -hmm. and so actually I was just saying to Ken here before we walked in that after this weekend coming up we go on the brothers road trip out to Vancouver and when I get back I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna have a beer until the. I got a week in the middle that the wife swears I have to have a have a beer or two because her brother gets married and one of my best friends from college gets married. She's like, you need to go have a drink yeah. with these guys and celebrate, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, or else you're gonna be the weird guy.
0: That's right. Maybe I don't know. I might be the weird guy already. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I pit take, in that boat. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the rest for pregnancy off and uh, enjoy the experience of you know because. I got two kids, and pretty soon it's gonna be a third. And like you say, fatherhood is just an absolute whirlwind. Yeah. And then pretty soon, you know, five years will be down down the road, and they'll be in uh, all types of sports. And I'm sure you're in the middle of that right now. Because how old are yours now?
1: Uh, I got a uh, eight and a ten. Right oh now. yeah, right. Yep. Like I don't even. Know. I'm going. Oh yeah, like I know, but I don't know. I'm no. a, I'm in no. a whirlwind
0: He's- of three and three and one and a half yeah
1: no it's gonna be i I, i'm under the impression it's just gonna be a whirlwind until they move out and then you're gonna wish that they were back again (laughs) (laughs) there's no way to keep up with us unless we all quit work or something like that isn't that right yeah (laughs) um oh yeah no that's beautiful you have a beautiful family man oh no
0: well right back at you right like that's family life is a lot of fun yeah. marriage is is tough though when you have kids and work and everything else right like yeah. it's a lot of responsibility it's good responsibility yeah
1: yeah oh yeah no they, you never uh, you never know what you're made of until until something like that's on the line you have to you have to be feeding people and and putting a house over their head for for 18 years you kind of gut check there <laughs>
0: Absolutely, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah and, <laughs> you want to call in sick to work, but you're not going to call in sick to work because yeah. you don't need to, especially while well, I look at right now, the oil patch and Lloyd and everything else, right? It's a scary little bit of time. I mean, Jason Kenney just got voted in, right? Conservative Alberta. But I mean, that doesn't take us out of the woodwork anytime soon.
1: Nope. It doesn't make our oil any uh, uh, easier to get out, cheaper to uh, get to the... To the markets yeah. it doesn't help us a lick right now uh yeah i i i'm not uh i was never uh, good enough in the oil patch I, I never i never truly figured out what it was like what all took place in there? Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I knew I was the uh, low man on the totem pole in the oil field. I uh, went into in 2008, and I thought, huh, I know that the RM might uh, might hire a guy to like bang posts on a on a fence line. <laughs> At least I know how to do that.
0: I was going to say, newsflash: none of us know what we're doing in the oil patch. We just roll with it.
1: Yeah, no, I I really enjoy I really enjoyed meeting the people and stuff like that in the oil patch. Uh, great friends and stuff like that you meet along the way. Uh, a lot of those guys, I I think that they become bonded as teams, uh, just like we do in hockey. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I think I I, I uh, where I currently work. I always get out oh how's your job how's you know Like, are you enjoying it that kind of thing and uh, my response is I love the guys I work with I got this great group of guys that are you know as fate would have it they're all my age or relative to my age within a five year span mm-hmm. 85% of them all have young kids and are having young kids and are all in the same stage and that's yep. a lot of fun to be around right they're all yep. going through the same shit yep. you're going through right yep and uh to see a guy's look on his face after he's been all up, up all night feeding the baby or what have you, you're just like, oh, yeah, I know what yeah, that's like, yeah, right? Or, yeah. oh, crap, that's coming.
1: You, you need a hug. I'll get you a coffee this time. You yeah. stay down.
0: So, shout out to the Baker Boys because they're a lot of fun. I really enjoyed working with them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess now you put me on the spot, I got to <laughs> say. Hi guys at the RM, (laughs) Uh, RM five hundred (laughs) two. Yeah, no, I love my workplace, and I tell you what, I think uh, working with the uh, the guys I work with uh, helps make me a uh, helps me in my uh, relationship with my wife, and uh, makes me a better father as well. Um, I've learned how to uh, you have to deal with people (laughs) and uh, become small teams to make to make the things work in a in a place. Um, and I think that that's worked uh, as an advantage in my home life and my work life. Uh, my wife makes me a better person and my boss makes me a better person.
0: Now you're winning brownie points because that's, that's exactly right, right? Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm looking for, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> So you moved to Yorkton.
1: Yep, moved to Yorkton with my. And by mom. the
0: way, welcome to a Sean Newman podcast. We just stray <laughs> off the beaten path all the time. I apologize, right? I'm just that's what I do. I go down rabbit holes, and then all of a sudden you pull yourself back out of it. So yeah. you're you're
1: in Yorkton. I'm in Yorkton. I tried out for the AA Yorkton uh, Terriers Pee Wee team, and it's between. Uh, I I'm doing really well. I'm I'm showing that I can do I can play with the higher caliber guys in yorkton
0: are you goaltender at this point
1: uh yes that that was my second year uh peewee which was my first year full goalie my second or my first year at peewee was uh, uh i played probably 10 games out in the house league and uh, 10 games in goal uh, so yeah, instead, I didn't want to sit on the bench and, in house league and not who, who's going to watch a goalie in house league play? No kidding. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, not in the Archie Miller uh, rink when it was wind blowing through at <laughs> 40 mile an hour.
0: Oh, the Archie Miller, how cold is that rink? Oh. Yeah,
1: there was still chicken wire on the, on the end. I remember playing in there yeah. and
0: getting hit into the chicken wire. Yep yeah
1: um and they had square nets which i could not figure out they had their their nets were just rectangles uh square corners everything about that place was weird and it looked like you're walking into a into a jungle when you're walking into a dark hallway
0: and yet now it might be one of the nicer rinks in lloyd i've right? heard they've done heard an that. amazing job on that place
1: yeah oh, I've, I've heard a lot of people that are proud of that place these days yeah and rightfully so hey lloyd uh Lloyd's—they're uh, serious about their hockey, man. Yeah, <laughs> those rinks true? are full there. Yeah. But yeah, excellent to see. We have look how many people they have to look up to around here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So back to Yorkton. So I tried- are
0: you, it's your first full year then of goaltending.
1: Yeah, yeah. My second year, uh, year of Pee Wee is going to be my full year of goaltending. Of goaltending. I had uh, I had been bought my first set of pads. Did you buy them uh, new, or pads? did you get them? Uh, uh, they were used. Uh, I think from uh, Tops uh, Sports. Okay. Um, or Sheps. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But uh, oh, I got some new. I got some pads, and uh, they weren't the brown ones. That was the first set of pads that I wore that weren't brown, <laughs> and filled with deer hair. <laughs> These ones were black, black pleather, and <laughs> and filled with foam.
0: I laugh because the first set of pads I ever wore in Helmond, you'd race down to there after school for practice, and the first person down there used to get to play, put on the pads and novice. Yeah. And you'd lift up them old storage things—I don't know what to call—and all there was in there was them old brown pads. And yeah. You'd strap those on, and they were heavy. <laughs> as a kid, like you could hardly move in them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the Lloydminster Minor Hockey had uh, cricket pads, for goalie pads for the young guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just strapped on your legs, uh, It just looked like you had sausages strapped to your legs <laughs> or something like that. It was hilarious. But uh, the only time I've ever seen that is in cricket before.
0: <laughs> oh man, and there were some ugly pads in cricket. <laughs>
1: yeah, who's 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 looking when it's keeping from breaking a bone
0: so you don't make peewee a then you yeah pee-wee. well I uh,
1: story of my life I uh, I play the first <laughs> month or two uh, through the uh, training part the their goalie they're counting on uh, breaks his uh, um, Achilles um, he was kicking a football at gym class and broke his Achilles tendon rolled up behind his knee and uh, so I get to play a little bit longer with the Double A team. And this Double A in Yorkton, in Yorkton, as a first time, first year goalie, and I'm doing okay. They have a, a good goalie, but I'm I'm holding my own. And uh, um, so that team had Jarrett Stoll on it, and had probably about five other future NHLers. <laughs>
0: On the, Yorkton on double the a York
1: and Double A Pee Wee team,
0: and they got a first-time goaltender and playing his a first, first year. And they got a first-time goalie.
1: Yeah. Uh, that team the next year, their first-year Bantam, will go on to win a Bantam um, Western Canadian Championship. Holy moly! Yeah. Uh, and the the goalie from the Pee Wee team goes on to play forward for that Bantam team. And scores the winning goal in in like double overtime to the- win Western Canadians. No kidding. Yeah.
0: Do you remember his name?
1: Yeah, Trevor Sekundiak. He was my roommate in Jacksonville. Oh. <laughs> he wants what? <laughs> he made it. He made it to pro hockey, uh, and we were. He was my roommate, and he scored the first goal in that ACHL, and his name went in the Hockey Hall of Fame along with his stick.
0: No. He went from goalie and baby scoring the
1: double uh, the the western Canadian um winning goal that guy that, and he's a pro golfer now.
0: unbelievable yeah
1: I know i've I know way too many amazing people for me not to be kind of weird <laughs> i I try to be a little bit like everyone of them that are so odd. And I have so many awesome friends <laughs> yeah
0: so like your first year playing. Full-time goalie. Um, full-time goalie, yep. Are you doing anything to like, okay, I got to kind of get better? Like, are you doing anything? In the, are the coaches helping you? Or are you just naturally just learning kind of the ropes?
1: Uh, no, I, I think what happened was uh, I was new in Yorkton and uh, living uh, first time on my by myself. It was my mom and her boyfriend in a house. And uh, I was alone. I get all the... I get all the uh, focus that I need, um, until I don't. Of course, in my opinion, uh, and then I, I get upset at the at the stepdad. But um, I think that I had I had what it what it took to focus. Hey, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm like I'm. This is I'm uh, maybe hyper focused on it. Uh, I'm gonna get just as good i want to show these guys that i i am good enough to play there and i wanted the guys in lloyd to find out that oh yeah this guy went over to another town and he got to play double a because his name didn't matter in this town (laughs) because i always had that that feeling around around lloyd minster that oh it was just my name not being able to get me around that's a 12 year old saying that by the way, <laughs> but uh, it seemed like it was always going to be the same guys playing the, the, the tiered hockey in Lloyd Minster, so when I moved away, I I just got to go, and go, and um, I, I wouldn't let anybody tell me no. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah.
0: So, okay, so you're playing Yorkton, you, the goalie snaps his Achilles, mm-hmm. you get pulled up to the double A team, now you're playing with Jared Stahl yep and that team
1: yep and his dad was the coach yeah and his dad is uh um i believe he's a really highly touted coach and maybe probably player ahead of him but jared is a phenom as he was a he was playing up he wasn't even supposed to be in peewee yet and he played up with us and he like he led the leagues and stuff like that
0: yeah well Oiler fans will remember having him here in Edmonton. He was fun to watch. And then, obviously, he wins his Cups in L.A. and I mean...
1: I was happy for him. Um, he had his ups and downs. He, he had fun. It sounds like he's had a really fun life Yeah. Uh, up until now. I, I wish him well. Uh, when I was playing at Nate, I, I got to hang out with him with the Oilers a few nights. And, and uh, as nice a guy as you could... Think it's that brotherhood of hockey. He yeah. remember he's like pulled me out of a out of a crowd and said, you got to come hang with us." <laughs> All right, you know, jump in a limo with eighteen Oilers. And <laughs> <laughs> what
0: was that like?
1: I I'm no way I should be hanging out with people who like to be dressed up that fancy. <laughs> I probably had. I don't know, craft dinner and whiskey on my t-shirt that came out of a beer box. And they're all wearing $1,000 suits.
0: There's nothing wrong with craft dinner. And there ain't nothing wrong with a beer box t-shirt. When you go you. to the
1: bar without cleaning it off your shirt, that's it may just say something about what you're there for. I'm there for the beer. <laughs> you got free beer?
0: I'll take a Pilsner, please.
1: Fun times. <laughs> Going to a party, coming from a party.
0: <laughs> you know we were talking uh off air that um uh you're playing in Yorkton and then you find your way back to well
1: yeah, uh, Lee, and, Lee and Karen. Yeah, uh, so uh, uh, I, sorry, I fell Hillman in after the, people, the hockey. Folks who
0: don't know Lee and Karen, but back, now you move back to Helmond from Yorkton, right? You go to Yorkton for like a year?
1: Yeah, yeah I spent about 10 months in Yorkton. And uh, after the hockey season, I started hanging out with some uh, people who weren't uh, my crowd and uh, getting into some trouble and yeah, missing school. And I was in risk of uh, failing grade Eight. Yeah. Um, I had some tough love at the school. Uh, they put me in a in a classroom by myself, and I just had to kind of, I I had to make make up the grade as I uh, before the end of the year uh, without without the teacher's help or without being in class. mean, the class was. Uh, I, I was getting distracted maybe by class people. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I got a. Uh, so they put me in a basement and, and told me to figure out the math book, and I did. And now I'm really good at math. <laughs> That's just myself saying so, though. <laughs> so, no, I, uh, I, 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 my aunt and uh, uncle, um, Karen and Lee Simons, um, she had offered me a spot if things ever got tough at home. Um, where I where I thought I needed to get out, she offered me the uh, um, chance to come live with them. Cause I'd I'd pull my weight around the farm and stuff when I'd come out. I was always eager to. Like I said, I I had him I had Hillmond impressioned on me at a young age and, and Tangle Flags area uh, especially. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So I, uh, I, I I asked if they would still take me. And their daughter was moving out. Uh, their oldest daughter, Alana, was graduating. So from the day she moved out, I moved in, and uh, and I started school in Hilma on the next fall. And you get nine. to
0: move in with one well, of the guys that I admire most, and Bradley Simons. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. He was always he's always been like a brother to me. Uh, yeah, uh, we we get along. He he knows me better than most people. I would I would say um, he sees me. Yeah. Uh, what well, he he understands that. Uh, uh, I, don't know. I don't know. We can cut that part. <laughs> I forget where I was going with no, that.
0: No, no, that's all right. He so you moved you moved back to yeah. Helmond, right? He
1: looked up to me, and it meant something to me yeah. at that time.
0: Yeah. So yeah. You, you move back to Helmond. Yeah. You're getting in a little bit of trouble in Yorkton, so now you move back to Helmont. Now you're under your aunt and uncle's watch. Yes. So this is first year of bantam now. Just so we're kind of in the timeline. Yep,
1: first year bantam, grade and, grade nine.
0: And and you start playing with Midwest.
1: Yep, yeah, I uh, I well, as a young youngster, my dad was the a uh, uh, trainer and bus driver for the. Um, Yeah, we had this pulled out, didn't we? Yep, the Lloydminster uh, uh, Junior B bandits. Yeah, yeah. And in 1993, they went to uh, Selkirk, Manitoba, and won a Western Canadian Junior B championship. And uh, I had I had been watching with very keen eyes for the the two years that my dad was helping with those guys. Yeah, Um, how those guys progressed and. And uh, I thought those guys hung in the stars.
0: I'll have to I'll have to take a picture of this lineup and and maybe the the pamphlet or something and put it out on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. But <laughs> there's some cool names sitting in there, right? Like Warren Noble still refs the refs me in SaskEltor right now, right? I had no idea, and I I'd probably say stupid things like this all the time, not having idea what what good hockey people have played or. Uh, Jason Benjamin was on the first Hitman team I ever played for. Uh, he was the defenseman. Well, he was the best defenseman when I came in, and at the time, right. And he yeah. was, played a year or two with us, I think. Yeah, we love right?
1: we love Benji.
0: Or how about a young Bart Redden?
1: Young Bart Redden. Yeah, yeah, like
0: that's. Oh man, Corey Dallin. I mean, I could go down all the list, right? Like the the entire the entire group of them is just. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Well, so... Anyways, so I get,
1: I get following uh, Junior B, and Bart is my favorite player. And uh, so they tell me, oh, Bart's from Hillmont. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He's got a younger brother. He's, he started the year with us, but he's playing Junior A. Oh, okay, well... I think that the Junior Bs can kick the snot out of the Junior As any day. So Take I'm that, a Junior Wade. B fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've Wade may, may may agree with me. I know they they it was a pretty uh, good Junior B hockey team and a pretty shitty Junior A hockey team.
0: Yeah, back in the
1: day. Yeah. Um. But Wade Wade was unstoppable. He was going uh, no matter what. Um. So I I loved uh, those guys. And I had heard that their dad had started this team.
0: Oh, the, the Midwest <laughs> Red Wings. The Midwest and actually, Red if Wings. you listen to the podcast with Gord a few weeks ago, he actually talks about that. Yep. That he was one of the original guys to help push that.
1: That's right. Yeah. And, uh, the season before they started that team, they had a combined team with, uh, Paradise Hill and, uh, Hillmond, uh, maybe a, f- a few other guys thrown in, uh, but that, that picture was front and center at the Hillmont Arena, right between the, where you get your burgers and your five-cent candies. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> So right? I stared at that thing probably... Like the rest of us. Yeah, teams. 30 hours in my lifetime. Yeah. And just memorized the So that's the why faces. you wanted to go play Midwest, though? That was because uh, uh, Reddins had started that team and no uh, Newman's,
0: yeah. Oh, that's a really cool story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, so I I got there and not expecting to make this storied franchise team. Yeah, and the Maidstone or the Midwest Red Wings, and uh, and then hey, you do hey, make it. Hey, I make it. I I couldn't believe it. It was just uh, Karen and Lee. Uh, like I, I was gonna be. There was no hockey left in Hillmond it was it was like, I think there was only like uh, Peter Tom Thumb, Novice, and Adam Sometimes. Yeah. So it was it was getting pretty lean. Yeah, And there was nowhere for me to play hockey. I couldn't go to Lloyd. I I didn't want to live. Go to school in Lloyd. And I wanted to be in Hillmont. So it's made or I'm going to P Hill.
0: <laughs> so how'd you like playing for the
1: Red Wings? Oh, I I was I was so proud. I was so proud to be a Red Wing, and yeah. I'm not I'm not kidding you. I wore that jacket until I was. Uh, until I was out of junior for sure yeah uh, not until Colby Tenney made the Midwest Red Wings I give him my Midwest Red Wings jacket. Oh,
2: I love that team yeah
1: yeah yeah are they still going um, well I, see. Th- it's it's tough to say because it's it's not one single organization it's it's 10 organizations over 15 years or yeah. whatever I'm sure because there's Midwest girls hockey team that has nothing to do like it's not there's no one office for midwest it's just whoever pulls together can wear these jerseys i guess is how i understood it
0: i was looking through your timeline and uh i hope i'm not speeding us up here jumping around too much but so you play for midwest and is it your second year midwest when you play for kent staniforth
1: yeah yeah so after after my first year of bantam um
0: um, wait, I should preface this. Is that okay. the year you go on your the Bantam draft? That's right. Yep. So your first year, you don't think you're going to make the, the Midwest Red Wings. You make the Midwest Red Wings. And then you can carry on to make or go on Bantam draft?
1: Yeah, I went in the fifth round of the mm-hmm. WHL Bantam draft after my first year in Bantam. And uh, I had never heard of the. I, I've heard I had heard of the uh, PA Raiders and the and the uh, Saskatoon Two Blades, yeah. uh, Swift Current Broncos. But I thought they were just uh, either AHL or or uh, another junior A. I had no idea. <laughs> um. So when this Portland team. I get a call from, or my dad gets, he says, You've been drafted by Portland. It's like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know where Portland, like Portland, Maine. There's a Portland Pirates team. (laughs) And uh, he's like, Well, this guy's going to give me a call. So the scout gives me a call, gives me the rundown. (laughs) And uh, my grandma's over the weekend later, and (laughs) I tell her that. Turns out I've been going to, I've been drafted for hockey and I'm going to Portland, Oregon. It's like, uh, you, like military? <laughs> she, her and her husband thought I was going to, going to the <laughs> army being positioned on the Pacific coast.
0: You know, you, we were talking about this before, off air. And we were talking about if I knew, you know, at that age, the Bantam draft, whatever. I would say that, okay, a, I didn't know exactly the Bantam draft and everything, but I was clued into like, this is my year to go in the Bantam draft. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going in the Bantam draft, but yeah. this is my year to go in it. I yeah. can't even remember who went. I think maybe Tag and Roberts. maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's one other. I can't. I can't remember many guys going in it. To be honest, yeah. With Lloyd. Yeah. The fact that you, <laughs> you get drafted and you're like, I'm going going where and then your grandparents are
1: <laughs> yeah that oh, that's fun, that's man. priceless man. it was it was oh just error after error Just stuff it's it's just all comedy for me <laughs> it, uh, you gotta look at the fun things man so you, um, get,
0: you get drafted by Portland. Eh? Yeah, so after
1: a few phone calls, I get straightened out what this means and if this is a real thing because, well, here there's a team that wants me to take me away. I'm, I'm not living at, with my mom. I'm not living with my dad. Where do we send mail for you? Who do we phone call? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Oh, we've we we wiggled and we jiggled and we, uh, they they asked me to be out in uh, Portland the next spring for spring camp. So do you remember? Okay, so
0: for spring camp, did your dad drive you out there? Did you fly?
1: My dad drove me out there. Um, yeah. uh, the Winterhawks hold the training camp in Kimberly, BC. Yeah. And they take over the mountain, um, the condos on the mountain, and we we train in their junior B. Uh, rink in kimberly so what um, was
0: that like showing up for that it
1: was incredible because i had no idea i had been to maidstone <laughs> i'd been to a camp in and that's maidstone no knock before. on
0: that's no knock on maidstone right like, nope uh, they showed
1: you... up and there's 25 kids in the maidstone camp i was just as nervous as when i showed up to kimberly and there's six foot four guys with nhl like tampa bay lightning pants on <laughs> who was that uh who was there at that time uh I can't think of who had the Tampa Bay Lightning pants on. He may have been a European. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember for sure. And Brandon Morrow showed up with uh, with his uh, uh, Dallas Stars stuff on. Yeah. It was just, oh, he, I was he, all in awe. He went
0: on to have a pretty
1: good career. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best leader I've ever scene in my life yeah. oh yeah and uh, he he cared about everybody on his team just oh, that's cool yeah beauty guy yeah. did you um so you have no idea what you're walking into no no idea what i'm walking did you... into. my dad tells me that i should be wearing a suit uh when i walk in to meet the coaches and uh, like the the general meeting when you first walk in Anybody who's been to a spring or a fall camp or anything like that knows that you show up in your shorts and flip-flops and your backwards hat, and you may wear a collared shirt if you're golfing that day. <laughs> but mostly you look like a surfer most of the time. Uh, my dad thinks I should be wearing a, a crested shoot, a shirt and uh, and suit and just really make an impression. <laughs> I say, if I do that, I'm going to have to burn it off of myself. The, the eyeballs looking at me in the middle of this room. Who's this brown noser? <laughs> so did you wear a suit? Nope. I wore, I wore a shirt. Uh, uh, I don't even think a collared shirt. Just flip-flops and shorts. And I walked in there. So did you train?
0: Uh,
1: I, did I, I do I, anything? I, uh, I, uh, back then, I was uh, kind of young and gullible still gullible just older now, yeah but uh they they said come to camp in shape you should be able to run two miles in less than 20 minutes and um, Jeez, that isn't that fast bad, no. at all uh, well that was your start I think you had to be under whatever 10 minutes or I'm 12 not minutes. a runner
0: and two miles in 20 minutes I can do
1: yeah my fastest mile ever was uh, like 559 yeah so. Yeah, no, you can you can do two miles in 20 minutes at a light jog. Yeah. And that's all you need, just get the blood. So were you
0: doing, like, were you working? You said you didn't like working out. So, Were you nope. working out? Were you running? Were you? Uh, Cause I, I don't think at that point in time there was ice sitting in Lloyd or anywhere where you could go skate.
1: No summer hockey back then. Right. Um, Saskatoon had, had one or two rinks open year round. Uh, I think the university one stayed open in saskatoon if you really were hardcore
0: yeah but you weren't doing that um uh, not yet no
1: <laughs> but i i would run down to cautious and back from karen and lee's i'd run to uh, uh whatever i'd mark out the grids and and run two miles or bradley would ride his bike beside me <laughs> <laughs> uh Kurt and cream tanny's kids would show up on their bikes or or uh, they wanted to see how fast I could run, so they'd be running beside the car and, and seeing if I could break thirty kilometers an hour or whatever the heck it was. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I was uh, so. There's always some some fun thing to to do to make you think you like you're not working out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
0: So you go through the spring training camp in Portland. Yep.
1: I go through the spring. And training And that is camp. an eye opener, I assume. I, it was like I said, you walk in and there's there's guys who were going to NHL camps and and have just come back from NHL camps.
0: How old are you at this time? 16?
1: Uh, 15. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. Giving my first camp. Uh, go in there and there's guys talking about shaving the back and stuff like that. And I say, are you guys kidding me? I'm still trying to freaking grow a mustache. They're, they're, they're shaving each other's backs and the uh, yeah, in their off time, talking about millionaire things. <laughs> but oh, I made lots of good friends out there. One one name uh, that really stuck out to me during those training camps was uh, was a player, and his brother was a goalie, and his brother was about to make the team. And uh, oh shoot, now I'm gonna I'm gonna blank on his name uh Jason LaBarbera
0: Jason LaBarbera the he was an NHL goalie. <laughs> he was an NHL goalie I for a very long even, time I think
1: he even played for the Oilers didn't he I he may have finished his career I think he had
0: a cup of coffee with the
1: Oilers he, I think he had a he finished his career possibly with the Oilers but a, a lot of time with LA and uh, New York Rangers I believe okay um excellent fella guy couldn't uh, he was the, he was the backup goalie when i come into portland and moved himself up and and put himself in place uh, perfectly just just um, uh, to be the next big goalie because he he had the size and he just had to work on his angles yeah he, he had the right people show, showing him showing him the ropes show him the ropes the, way. The, the guy who was the goalie ahead of him um he had all sorts of fanfare, but no size, and he couldn't make it out of the AHL. Uh, but probably ten times the amount of try and and talent, but and it's the big guy that that wins it. So that, that he 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 taught me a lot of things about goaltending. Um, LaBarbera did. did. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, he had the mechanics of it early, yeah. and showed he, he let that on to me. So but his brother was my best friend at camp. Um, that's how I get to know him so well. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So you don't make it that year? I don't make it. I go into camp. Have you ever been into a camp and you go, you say, oh, coach, you know, I had an excellent camp. Thanks for taking your time with me. And he's, oh, are you, are you leaving? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I thought you were sending me home. That's what this was about. He's like, well, yeah, no, you should go go play play some hockey this year. If you if you want to stay a few more days, you're welcome to stay a few more days. If you want to go, <laughs> they won the Memorial Cup that year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just sent myself home. <laughs> what we do the ring bags you, pack for crying had, out loud you
0: had, you had a cool story though you were on the ice when they were getting the memorial cup right
1: yeah yeah when they uh when they got their rings the, the season after oh the season
0: after right obviously yeah 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 yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. so in front of 20,000 fans we got to play uh while they got their their rings their rings yeah. while they give the- us f- fake rings <laughs> they give us like lead rings that look like the real ones yeah did you keep it Mm, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I think get, when they were in the Memorial Cup, did you go watch any games, or where was it at that year? Spokane. Spokane. I was in
1: Spokane, yeah. and I was playing hockey. In, I, I I was finishing the year in Moose Jaw. I okay, think.
0: well let's go there because you, you're okay. So you're 15.
1: Not yep. to Moose Jaw. Yep.
0: After you leave so, Portland.
1: Uh, uh, sorry. Let's go from uh, Maidstone. So I'm in Bantam AA, Yeah. Get get drafted to Portland. Right. Uh, come back after that year. Okay. Uh, I go to uh, play midget double A. I so I don't play my second year of bantam. You jump a year. I up. jump a year because that's what all the cool kids did. Uh, that I looked up to. Right. The, the kids off the bandits. There's a kid named Corey Woke. He was like bantam age playing with a Bandits. with the with bandits. bandits. Not kidding. Yeah.
0: And so you jump so a year, I and wanna, that's how I want to play.
1: In. I want to my. I, I'm looking at the bandits. Is where I'm going. Right, like Bandits is my is, is my dream goal. team. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so you jump up a year to play Midget, yeah, Red Wings, because, because Midget uh, Red Wings. the
1: guys were going to be heavier shots. Yeah, and uh, and a bit faster. Uh, still playing a lot of the same teams, same areas. Um, but but uh, just I think the Midget board. had a better, uh, probably had a better chance of going further in playoffs. Yeah. Is what I was really thinking probably at the time. Yeah.
0: And so that's where you run into Kent Staniforth, right? Uh, Kent, Kent Staniforth is a the coach there. He's
1: just come back and he's uh, he wants to uh, start having family and and uh, takes on a coaching job in Maidstone. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know anything about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he ended up driving me to and from games a few times and uh, we got uh, bu- he, he got to know me like somebody who travels with me does. He just, yeah. He, if there's something on my mind, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's give her. I don't think embarrassment embarrassment's going to hold me back. So, yeah, I played with those guys and have a good year and make some good friends. And that's my... I can't remember if a, that's the first year I played with Darren Nasby or if I played with him the year previous. Year previous? Too, yeah. Yeah, got, to, got a lot of good Wahlberg hockey players.
0: Do you graduate out of Helm on that?
1: Um, yes. Uh, Wait a second, we're grade 10. Yeah, we're grade 10. I'm in, skipping in years a, again. So, yep. Okay,
0: so you play, you, I'm thinking midget, but you're actually I'm playing midget. Yes. So you play your midget with the Midwest AA Red Wings. Yep. And then from there, you go back to Portland camp? I go camp? back
1: to Portland camp. And uh, I spend a bit of time down in Portland, and then I come back up.
0: What do you think of Portland?
1: Uh, it's it's the prettiest place I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful there. Yeah, yeah, Portland is amazing.
0: What do you think of the billet life? Because, well,
1: I mean, you, you, I'd been living with billet since I was fourteen. No kidding. Well. So <laughs> Fifteen, I guess that that year was the first year.
0: Does it, as a parent now, you you're got a 10 and an 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like they could, in theory, they could be in six or four years be doing that. Does yep. scare the bejesus out of you?
1: It does, but I, I had such a great experience. I think that I've become a, a more rounded person by living with uh, lots of different people. It would be a very hard decision, but I think that that is best for everybody to, to get a different, different viewpoint you you got to be able to see the world from different views, um, and you can't really do that just living with the same people over and over again. Hmm. Easy to say for me that I, because that's what it took for me to be where I was going, <laughs> yeah. um, and I took the best parts out of that. I tried not to take the negatives, but uh, it can be very very tough as well.
0: So you were fortunate enough to have good billets. Well, almost, I mean, the almost the entire time. I did have
1: some that I I don't want to talk about. They were, uh, they thought I don't know if they thought they were funny or something like that, but they treated me like dirt. And uh, the guy who who was the vet, the vet was always the best guy. I was a lowly rookie. <laughs> they treated me like a rookie the whole whole year. I, well, I, I,
0: I uh, don't mean to pry. Yeah. You don't have to say any names, but no. wouldn't you say they treated you like
1: dirt? What do you mean? The. Um, they didn't always call you, uh, uh or They didn't always buy you the same groceries. Maybe they didn't. If if they were having family time or something like that, they didn't always call me at the. I just I just Bulleted, got treated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got treated differently uh, than than the other. That'd be billeted. tough to live in. Yeah, I
0: I would talk very highly, about, I I only billeted for three years with the same family, mm-hmm. and I. They became, and we were talking last week with Cowboy, we were talking about it. And uh, they just became like my second family, right? They, they were yeah. amazing people, still are amazing people, mm-hmm. still uh, got to run into them this past, this past year, and still the same mm-hmm. people. They're unbelievable, right? Yeah. And I was very fortunate to, uh, to find people or get placed with people like that, right? Yeah. The Lane yeah. family. So we're talking about playing midget out in Midwest. Sorry, folks, we took a little quick little... Uh, break slash it's hot in this podcast studio tonight so uh sean now has his pants off i'm sitting in my boxers currently and let me tell you i feel a hundred thousand times better so that's all a nice visual for you this is why we don't have video on right now it's just uh my lovely voice serenading you but you're sitting there playing midwest red wings you're getting coached by kent staniforth midget um you say it's a good year right you're up as a bantam kid now playing midget so after that midget year, you go back to Portland.
1: I go back to Portland training camp.
0: And this is where it starts. If if it isn't kind of a twisty turny story right now, this is where it gets really twisty turny, right? Like that's right.
1: So you go back to Portland. I go back to Portland, uh, go through training camp, have another good training camp. Um, I may have. Uh, uh, I used to like to play the puck a lot and uh, and maybe set set a guy up for. A, for a hit every now and again he thought that a goalie wouldn't wouldn't protect himself but I'd lay out the big guys out there and I may have uh, hit the first round guy and I didn't who was uh, that uh, uh his name was Ken Davies that's it. Ken Davies yeah first round draft pick he was a first round draft pick And you laid him out. Yeah, I laid him out behind the net in uh, like a scrimmage game. Yeah. And he was upset. And I think his uh, agent may have told somebody about it. (laughs) But anyway, so, hey. what, so what happens, they just cut you then? Yeah, no, I, they, they said, hey, good camp, you, here you go to these couple guys. These are where we'd like you to play. If you can get on here, get on there.
0: So they're the ones who tell you to go try out in, uh, well, I think you say you're in Tisdale at one point. Yeah, time.
1: actually, yeah. I, they wanted me to play in the Saskatchewan League. And uh, um, I didn't want to go to Battleford and uh, uh, PA um, I wasn't too sure about. Uh, and I had some family or my mom's boyfriend had some family up near the Malford area and uh, they 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 were very nice to me when we were together and uh, so I said oh, I'll go up near those people and <laughs> yeah maybe I could stay with them while, while I play hockey well I go up there and, uh, and I end up staying uh, for a little while and that was the first time I got introduced to staying with billets yeah. Uh, met a nice family named the Abbots. Yeah. Uh, Dale and Brenda Abbott, I believe they were. Yeah. Um, uh, they had a log house on the outskirts of town and they, they were kind of new to billeting as well. Um, so uh, we were a good match for each other. Uh, uh, I stayed in Tisdale and went to school there. Um, the school and the hockey rink are right attached to each other. And There's another case of they kept three goalies on late through the year um, After I don't I can't remember if it was because of an injury or if we were just kind of that close but they kept me until after New Year or uh, after the uh, uh, Thanksgiving break Which is pretty late for keeping a goalie who should go find another place to play um, So I, uh, I stayed in Tisdale until after the uh, Thanksgiving break, come back to Lloyd uh, after getting cut from there. And uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Start making phone calls to the um, midget team in Maidstone again, see if they're going to go. Um, uh, they said if I'm, um, depending, they're changing the living rules, so I may not be able to play in Maidstone, but I might have to play in Lloyd. Um you know how how minor yeah, hockey minor rules kind of change yeah yeah yep. so uh i i really was in kind of limbo there and all of a sudden uh my dad said well you can't go in uh, you can't be just not playing hockey and not going to school so he took me to the lloyd comp one morning and i got registered for school i was going to start going to school in lloyd and i thought my hockey career was just kind of be Oh, it was just a f- quick flicker and I was done. But, uh, I got a... F- I went to school for the morning classes at the comp. Went home for lunch. My dad said, there's a call from Moose Jaw. Do you want to go play Moose Jaw? Damn right. I left for Moose Jaw that night. <laughs> so, the uh, Your yeah.
0: schooling must have taken a
1: beating, man. Yeah, I wasn't always, uh... It wasn't always number one anyway. <laughs> I've... I, it was a good thing that I have good memory, I think, because I was able to just kind of uh, fake my way through. If I had to write an essay or whatever, I'd always got handed in late. But if it had to do with something I could remember on a test, I could I, I could do it.
0: <laughs> Man, though, like, to go from, so you're in Tisdale. So what's that? Oh, I'll call that August, September, October. Then you come back to Lloyd. Now you're gonna get registered in Lloyd, and then all of a sudden you pick up, and now you're down in Moose Jaw, right? Down in like,
1: Moose Jaw, and uh, they they no qualms. They say you you can stay, but we got a it for you. Um, we'll get you. Everybody on the team goes to the Catholics Catholic High School.
0: And you ever been in a Catholic school before? Never been. What was that like?
1: Uh, different. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had we had some teachers who who really took the Catholic faith to the classroom and we had other ones who they were just happy to be teachers it didn't matter where they were yeah but uh yeah no the difference was uh notable noted there <laughs> so
0: what did you think of moose jaw
1: um i'd always been interested in moose jaw that's where my mom hails from oh
0: okay, okay. yeah
1: um my my grandma's family's uh from uh, southern saskatchewan i moved up to um uh, North Battleford when my grandma was Youngster uh, My grandpa's family from Paradise Hill uh, They uh, When my grandma and grandpa get together They go to Moose Jaw And my grandpa works in the uh, uh, Mental hospital down there Holy man Yeah uh, I don't remember what my grandma did But they're, they're down in Moose Jaw Raised two girls uh, Down there everybody moves back to paradise hill and hillmond area after they get married uh, after the girls grow up so my grandma and grandpa moved to paradise hill karen gets married to lee ends up where they're at. and my mom gets married to my dad and they end up in lloydminster right. quick shout out to hillmond yeah so you're you're playing so you're my, my my so i go to my mom's my hometown. Yeah. Start playing, thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. My mom's told me all sort. My mom loved high school. She had so many good high school friends. Still goes back on like yearly. Um, does all the, the reunion stuff. Right. Yeah. Um. So I was excited to go. I've heard all these stories about Moose Jaw. Um. But hockey wasn't going all that well. I was. I don't know if I wasn't in my, my re- mental state or something like that. I felt maybe I was feeling shuffled around or or stuff, but I was just kind of playing mediocre. Not good enough to really stand out on a midget AAA team. Uh, the, I was quite off in the backup. Uh, found a girlfriend, first girlfriend I ever had down there. And all of a sudden, hey, Dwayne likes to play hockey. <laughs> Oh, well, has something to do with Dwayne's happiness, I think. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I end off strong in my midget year down there. And uh, I got a call late in the year th- from uh, a team, uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings. They said, uh, hey, we're coming to Moose Jaw. And our goalie uh, just got hurt or sick or whatever. Can you back us up a game against the the big Warriors team tonight? Yeah, the sure like, Warriors. Uh, you guys know I'm not like that good. <laughs> uh, I'm on Portland's like protected list, so I don't think they. would uh, Oh no, we've already talked to them. They said, "Yeah, no, this would be a good experience." <laughs> so I, uh, I, Brandon shows up one night, and I I got to go skate skate around with the with the big boys. Uh, in a in a in a re- league game, not just exhibition game. So my first real exhibition game, or my first real game, dub game, dub game comes from the Brandon. Wheat comes Kings. from the Brandon Wheat Kings. Okay, <laughs> it's a it's a mystery <laughs> how all this stuff falls together. <laughs> uh, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, so, but the, back at those times, they were doing, uh, in Moose Jaw, they'd do her, they'd do her good. They, they'd they have, like, hot hot stoves and stuff. It was just like after a football game, there'd be fans huddling around a dressing room in the basement, and they'd all be kind of arguing about different points of the game, and this. they did this good, they did that good. The coach should have done this. It was they and they they used to they'd do the warm up separately so one team would go out and for 20 minutes were then the talking other team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no. you I I'm that a, I'm way up on your club podcast, Sean. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> you, so so you remember then being where they had separate warm ups they'd send one team out they'd do their warm up and then they'd send the other team out later and they'd do their warm up. Yep. How was that getting ready for a game? Like, it was old- weird
1: cuz you you uh road games were better than home games because home games you'd go out first and then and you'd then have, to, you'd sit have to sit there for forty three quarters of an hour and uh, you, you just get undressed again yeah so yeah, it, you'd, you'd have to refocus after warm-ups and keep riding the bike and stuff like that it was a mess oh yeah yeah and- it, it couldn't have been cheap to keep the like they, they must have just blown money everywhere back then just to put the show on, right?
0: Yeah. And you say, you talk about this hot stove where the fans are down. What do you mean by that?
1: No, uh, the Moose Jaw Warriors used to put on, so uh, they'd have the games on. Every game was on the radio. Okay. So And then in intermissions, they'd have an intermission show. Okay. And just like hockey night in Canada, but over the local radio. Uh, so they, and after every game, they'd have a like a hot stove or a round table of pick the five of, uh, old players or, or what have or, you or what have you. They'd get five guests in and, and discuss the game. And it was really, it was really, it was an experience to go to a Moose Jaw Warriors game or uh, really any of those uh, any games. Any of those teams. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they try to make it the, the experience as close to the big time as, co- as they could. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, look what we we try to do in Hillmon. We try to give them the best experience possible uh, that we can offer, uh, just with a little Hillmon spin.
0: <laughs> that's right. Well, that's absolutely right. Yeah. No, that's that's our. <laughs> I couldn't say it better. You're exactly right. That's uh, what we're trying to do. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, make it our own, but uh,
0: yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I get to you I just get to play. Keep throwing these gems out. So you I get know. to play one game with Brad and you just you know like. Yeah you just click on a switch almost and all of a sudden you're this goaltender that they just they just get to call up first.
1: that's how it felt too because I I didn't feel worthy to be down there. like these my dad's spending on like 300 bucks a, a month paying the billets for me to stay down there and he'd give me a, a car to wheel around an old Ford Tempo <laughs> oh wow um but that's I don't know that's what it took yeah um i didn't I, it definitely wasn't conventional my ride uh anything but i wouldn't but. yeah but i wouldn't change it like you say i get lots of different perspectives on on uh, on events
0: <laughs> well you're about to pick up into some like if you competed in one of these things yeah. you'd be considered like lucky or on a good team or whatever but you go okay so you go from playing moose jaw and then from Moose Jaw, you somehow wind up in grade twelve, playing for the P.A. Mintos, right? Midget AAA.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, from that, uh, from that uh, year where I ended off strong in Moose Jaw, I ended up uh, going to the Portland Winterhawks camp again. Have the strongest camp I had, and uh, and I make it. I'm 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 on the team. Uh, so you make Portland. I make Portland uh, with the with the third goalie. <laughs> we're still going to battle it out for a while because uh, LaBarber's having some knee problems or he's going back and forth to New York or whatever. whatever. I forget what the reasoning so was. Who, I was flying back and forth um, um, at the end of the year to go from Portland and PA uh, because they were going through goalies so fast. <laughs> But uh, so to start the season I start off in Portland. I'm there until after New Year's again. Or Thanksgiving after, Thanksgiving. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh Thanksgiving they say listen. The PA has phoned me. They said they can give you 60 games this year. Yeah, we'd be dumb not to send you there and let you get some Yeah, you're just going to be getting like 10 games here and you're not going to you're not going to uh, we got two 16 year olds that are going to play 10 games each type of thing uh so so i i went and uh turned uh, pa's hosting their canada cup this year
0: which so. is now the telus cup sure yeah midget well essentially midget, midget aaa uh, national championship. Uh, national
1: championship so what that means is no matter how you kind of finish out you're going to be hosting this tournament
0: Well, no different than a host for the royal bank cup or what have you right like you're you're walking on a team that's going to get national luck you're going to have all the scouts in the world just sitting there
1: yep yep so um portland thinks that's a a good opportunity for me and either it's going to uh, develop me further for their use or it's going to make me better trade bait right so i go and i'm playing in in pa triple-a midget and start playing in a few tournaments and of course my confidence is really high i'm coming from a whl team i'm going to play midget triple-a um uh, my confidence is oh i was just robbing nhlers i'm gonna <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a cakewalk but as always you can have rec hockey games that, that just make you pull your hair out sometimes uh hockey is a weird sport where anybody can can score at any time uh, so um See, play playing uh start playing for turn in tournaments with uh the mintos there uh we have one big tournament that's an international tournament yeah we we're talking uh, about this yeah yeah in november uh so that would have been like 1998 um, and what is that called again uh, they called it Ice Mania. Tournament. Ice Mania. That's yeah. right. So I think it, it was about a sixteen-team tournament. Uh, a couple from the U.S., a couple European teams, like a Slovak traveling team and a Czech uh, uh, traveling team, and uh, they all come to PA and we play play games. And man, I I, I, I our team's doing okay, but not great, and I. Uh, I ended up winning some award at the at the skills competition that they had at it. Feeling pretty good about myself, and uh, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, yeah, oh, I need to fly back to Portland. There's uh, there's so, been an injury.
0: So, what does Portland just pay for you to hop on a plane from our Saskatoon? Yeah,
1: they they pay uh, they pay my billet to drive me to Saskatoon, and they fly me to. Portland first time I've ever been on a plane somebody <laughs> just dropped me off at the airport and said you gotta go uh, you find a gate that says Portland <laughs> or, uh, and then you go you must have thought you're in the big time I thought I was gonna get lost in the in the world I thought I was gonna get left in Denver airport somehow <laughs> so, yeah I, um, never been in an airplane before they dropped me off at the airport out think, the way. what did you
0: think? what did you think of your first airplane ride?
1: I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had to rent a hotel room for me for four hours because <laughs> it was going to be a wait between. Uh, they were just I, to watch them somebody spend money on you, yeah. Like it's not like it doesn't matter. Um, it, it feels good for your confidence, I think.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so, and I was just taking it in. I. I'm by this time I'm loving the ride. Uh, I'm I'm going with the flow. Everything's just everything's just an experience. Um so I, f- I fly down there, spend another 2 3 weeks uh, and then uh, the uh, goalie situation straightens out again. Um I come back PA or er, to uh, to PA and it's time to go to the Max tournament.
0: I, I got to ask before we get into the Max i'm just i'm my brain's having a hard time so you're bouncing back and forth so you go to portland for a few weeks and then you're back in
1: pa mm-hmm.
0: what the heck are you doing with schooling at this time
1: because this is your grade 12 year right that's my grade 12 Yeah, yeah Grade how 12 do, year how do you do you even
0: are you showing up to classes or are you
1: i don't remember <laughs> that's a, that's the best i can tell you um i don't think i had real strong grades but i uh I was, I was keeping. How it can you though?
0: Like you can't even beat yourself up about that. Like, you go, can you imagine walking into Portland, going, "Well, I'm only going to be here a couple of weeks, right?" Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and the teachers back there aren't going to know any different, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, unless you get on a run, and all of a sudden you're, you know, staying with the big club. Yeah. But the writing's probably on the wall. You know, as soon as a guy comes back healthy, you're getting sent back down. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you can really. Focus yeah, I on was. School.
1: I I was really considering myself. Just I'm I'm a tradable commodity. It's starting to. To come into focus there <laughs> but uh, no he, were you hoping for a trade then were you hoping like no a, I love Portland so much I thought I was really hoping that somebody else would would say that they wanted more time or something like that yeah I love Portland but uh, things changed after the coach they they had a coaching change after they won Memorial Cup their coach went down uh, to Nashville who was that Brent Peterson um excellent excellent coach and does an excellent job for nashville still i believe i asked waited to say hi for me one one time down there yeah um just because that guy was he never he never coached me as a as a team on a team but uh he had a lot to do with with uh, with me continuing on my path he mm. gave me that confidence I think, yeah so.
0: cool so then you get sent back. Uh, so, an yeah. PA. get sent and, back. Oh, and now we're just gonna go to a Max Cup.
1: Yeah. So yeah, Max Cup. Everybody's talking about the Max Cup, and I can't, I can't settle down to straighten around which country I'm in or which time zone. So <laughs> uh, I had three days off for Christmas, and I, my dad drove uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas night. Uh, we had to be in a hotel in downtown Calgary because we were playing Boxing Day.
0: Right, and if you don't know, like the Max Cup is an invitational midget tournament in Calgary, and when I was talking about this with Shanker. Like, it's it's probably, I mean, the Air Canada Cup, the the national tournament. This is rivals it almost right. Like, this is the best teams from midget teams from all over the world get invited to it. And I forget how many teams are in it. Twenty fruit. I should have. Uh,
1: I have the it, I have the catalog from the game uh, or the, from the tournament out there. We can check it afterwards. Yeah, but anyways, it's it's, it's a, a very teams, very yeah. good tournament, very prestigious.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so you okay? So you
1: roll so, into this thing. So yeah, roll into that thing, and our team uh, we're touted because we're hosting the Air Canada Cup that year, so everybody wants to kind of test us, where they know that we're they're supposed to build a team for the host, and uh, but we're just kind of average. Yeah, uh, with with uh see, every now and again we just spurt out and have um, excellent games. We can't you, you, ever you tie know, you, it together. You,
0: you threw it back in Yorkton. You played with like a guy like Jared Stoll. This team that that's hosting the Air Canada Cup. Who's the who's the guy? There isn't a
1: guy. There's not a guy. Really? Yep. There's a guy who ends up being a tough guy in the dub. Uh, there's a little Frenchman uh, from BA. Uh, not much. Uh, not much of people who even played the next year. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And
0: so, how about uh, the Max Cup? Do you remember who was in the Max Cup at that time? Like the big name?
1: Uh, I couldn't tell you who we played against. No. Okay. Nope. No. Um, I always thought that'd be nice to look at those names again. But uh, I always think that our, our draft year wasn't the strongest year, and nobody was looking in the. What year was your draft? Uh, 98, 99? I think ni- it would be like my NHL draft year would be 98, 99-ish. I think the Sadines went second, third.
0: The year the Sadines go. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm typing it yeah. on the phone because now That's I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Well, and we can keep going. So yeah. yeah. So you
1: go to the Max Cup and then you we go to the max cup and we we do just okay we don't make it to or we i think we may have lost out in the first uh final. um which is a good good showing uh, to me that that was that was a win uh, it showed us that we we could play against the good teams and stuff like that uh, on our way home from from that tournament we uh, we get a phone call uh, at the front of the bus uh, The bus driver had a phone A bag phone Yeah. They said, asked where, where where our team was And we said oh we're like Oyan Oh well your goalie has uh, Made himself onto the, the All star uh, squad For the tournament Can he show up at the rink tonight uh, We're in Oyan We're not coming back
0: So you actually made the so all star team I made
1: the all star team for the Macs And I didn't get to go <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like uh, all full of stories like that, man.
0: You were talking about your draft year, okay? Mm-hmm. So you weren't, you weren't kidding. It might have been, it was a weaker. I'll they didn't that. Sedin's
1: man. are the only ones that really stuck. Out man, there. did the Canucks ever steal a trade there, right? Because how
0: good were the Sedin's, yep. right? Yeah. So first overall that year was Patrick Steffen. The Sedin's. Van. That's the year Vancouver trades and gets. They got now the two three picks, so they pick Sidine Sedin. After that's the guy you uh, we're talking about off air was Pavel Brendel, mm-hmm. but after that, right fifth overall, Tim Connolly, and then after that, man, you go down the road, and it is y- Yanni Rita. I recognize that name at thirteen, but you just keep going. Barrett Jackman at seventeen, Nick Boynton at twenty one, right? Like these aren't big names. Mm.
1: Martin Bear Jackman played. was a man child.
0: Martin Havelid at twenty six, that's the first round, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you were kidding. Yeah, that's not no. a strong. I mean, the Sedin's are, are yep. first ballot Hall of Famers, right? They're gonna be in. Yeah, like, they're, no, they're
1: they're they're incredible. Um, hockey. They're they 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 should be there just on like a hockey building. Uh, They've showed people how hockey should be played. In my mind. They, they they a team changed for them, <laughs> that that's huge. So would you have played against the Sadines then at all? No, I don't think so. No, uh, uh, I think that uh, by the time I started playing European teams, they would have been on the on, on uh, higher up on a higher
0: up. But you mentioned Pavel Pavel Brendel.
1: Pavel Brendel was one of the best players I ever played against in the WHL. Yeah. 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 I'm just sick insane hands um but it, it turns out that he's he likes to party and <laughs> uh, i don't know he he probably plays in the khl or something I, I if he plays hockey anymore i don't even know i haven't heard his name since like 2000
0: 2017 18 he played well that's last year he played in sweden
1: yeah he he was touted to be like the next uh, lemieux
0: yeah, and in NHL totals, it says he played seventy-eight games and had twenty-two points. Yeah,
1: he showed up uh, one hundred and twenty pounds overweight for his first camp at New York or something like that, and they told him to go home. No kidding. First round pick or first rounded uh, pick, they told him to go home. Yeah, fifth overall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just showed up freaking heavy. <laughs> 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 Hearsay, of course. That's, yeah, uh, that's that was the right. rumor through there. the leagues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so Okay, so you play in Air... Oh, no, wait, actually, so Max Cup... You haven't got to the Air Camp.
1: Haven't even made it through that year, yep. After the Max Cup, we get home from PA and... Uh, or home to PA, and, and that's like January 1st of uh, 99, I would guess. Yeah, January 1st, 99, and uh, by January 10th or 15th... We were headed to Hull, Quebec, uh, for another international tournament. Frig, man. Yeah, the, uh, that was a wild one. That was another week long. one. But then, for that, a
0: midget for like a midget team, like to, uh, I'm so far removed from minor hockey right now. But to to like do all those major tournaments, like that's a special year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And somebody actually, had to have been fundraising for years ahead of that. No kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, you can't do that with minor hockey <laughs> uh, many times. Uh, they, they so, play. Hull Quebec, then you host the Air Canada
0: Cup. Then we host you, the are Air Are you Canada winning Cup. any
1: of these? Uh, we do. Uh, mediocre through all of those. I think we we win half. We make it to the playoff or round robins or whatever. And
0: now you've been on a... I'm assuming you're not bussing out to Hull Quebec.
1: No, that's, that's a plane ride. So now you're
0: starting to experience the, uh, the plane trips more and more yeah
1: that was uh yeah holy smokes i get to fly with other people this time <laughs> uh, yeah maybe somebody's gonna show me how to maybe how to actually act in the airport yeah <laughs> uh, uh no we go to hall and uh it was a different world again uh i'd never been out to quebec or out east in can- eastern canada before and uh, uh i love the history out there uh, i could uh, I could stay out there for 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 days, I'm sure. Um, but when you want to order food, you don't want to talk to. <laughs> you don't want to go through all that every time. <laughs> you either, they either like you or they don't, depending on your accent. So uh, I guess uh, I guess it's not racism, but it's.
0: You know, it's funny it's, when we were biking out. Uh, we went through Quebec, and I never had any issues. I, I, I the French were. Overly nice to me and Dust and Lori at the time, right? Like yeah. they were, they were. I, everybody always talks about uh, exactly what you're talking about. I never got to, I've never
1: ever experienced that. And I've no, only yeah. been
0: through Quebec once, so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe I had horseshoes. I
1: yeah, you you guys were a, play, a couple polite bikers, and I, oh, I went true. with a, a, I group, went group, of with a group of hockey players. Well, they, you're on the road. a give ton. Give me some goddamn orange juice. You've been
0: <laughs> on the road a ton, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. let, I gotta ask, like, what's the best? Prank you ever pulled on somebody in a hotel room or on the bus trip or anything down that road
1: uh the guys in pa got me one time soaking my my under uh, my underwear and my, my socks and stuff like that they soak it in water wrap it in tape and put it in the ice buckets uh, like an ice machine <laughs> Uh, trying to unwrap your gitch and put on cold gitch for a game. <laughs> uh, and coaches yelling at did, you to hurry up.
0: Did you guys ever do uh, leaners or anything like that?
1: Um, those were more baseball things that I did. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love uh, did a little bit of traveling around with baseball um, when I was younger. So. Those, uh, Greg Payne was one of my coaches. Yeah. Um, and anytime we had uh, a Payne around, it was always going to be some excitement. So <laughs> I love those guys, you. man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they just about had me convinced to go try with the twins uh, a couple years ago. Uh, <laughs> they said Kevin's playing and, uh, uh, Stanger and everybody like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it'd been so long. They said, I remember you hitting balls. and like, yeah yeah but i i quit to play beer league and now i'm not even good enough to play beer league balls so.
0: what uh on on the bus trips yep or plane trips i guess it doesn't matter uh, did you have a favorite movie i always i like to throw that was there a favorite movie you liked watching or were you uh, a
1: guy who read or
0: i uh, stared at the wall for all i, I care or i napped?
1: did i did a lot of reading to tell you the truth okay yeah um I know I don't remember if I had the subscription to Reader's Digest or if it was my grandma but I always had a box of Reader's Digest everywhere. Reader's went. Digest? Yeah. That's where
0: you <laughs> Only goalies. <right? laughs> like, it's taken me until an hour and 37 minutes for you to pull something and go only a goalie would say that. Like, re- Reader's Digest?
1: Reader's Digest man they're great great magazine. Here Great comes Dwayne magazine. on the
0: bus with his box of Reader's Digest, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then until Maxim magazines come out, then it was there's was was a whole the lot more ladies. Maxim right. magazines. And hey, well, these guys in New York are playing with like phones that, that talk back to you and everything like that.
0: No kidding. <laughs> uh, right?
1: These city kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll stick to my 70 my year old stories from the Reader's Digest. <laughs> But they, they fill them with comic stories and stuff like that, and I was always a sucker for, uh, for reading a funny story. I always wanted to just make up a story and put it in there and see if I could win the 50 bucks for entering.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's stupid to say, but like I remember the contest, right? Because like, Reader's Digest used to be in like the doctor's offices and all over the place, right? Yep, yep. And uh, every once in a while I'd read it, but I kind of fathom. Yeah. A guy bringing that on the bus.
1: I bring a box of them. That was a lot. Those road trips are long, man.
0: I heard uh, they were talking a funny story about you uh, getting left in uh, in the bathroom. I don't know what year Ooh, that was. This
1: is a good one, yeah. And right around this time period, it was when I was still with Portland. Yeah. It was after they had won the Memorial Cup. Yeah. Um, I was playing a, a exhibition game with them, and we traveled to Seattle. And my seat partner was Marion Host's brother, uh, Marcel. Marcel. Yeah. And uh, so when, when it come time to um, get back on the bus and go somewhere, uh, they'd say, hey, everybody got their seat partners, uh, or, like the guy you're sitting beside. Well, the guy I was sitting beside didn't speak English and he decided not to speak up when I wasn't there. <laughs> I was in the bathroom in the restaurant and uh the bus drove away
0: so what did you do when you come out in the bus ain't there
1: i uh i had to run and find a pay phone and uh phone the lady the only phone number i had for the portland Winterhawks was the lady who uh who i phoned like when my schooling need to get uh when i needed to get something for school or if i needed some supplies or something like that so i phoned her and i said i can't believe this happened but uh uh, I'm at this restaurant in Seattle, and the bus left like half an hour ago. <laughs> and she said, no way. Uh, anyway, it took him about three hours to get a hold of the bus driver.
0: Playing phone, ta- right? Plain
1: phone. Ta- yeah, there's no cell there's phones. There's no cell phones at that point in yeah. time. And uh, the guy... Uh, they, they were almost back to Portland. They turned the bus around, come back to get me in Seattle, and drove back again. My name was Mud. <laughs> Do you remember a guy named Harold Sneps? He played with a... Uh, he was our coach uh, that, uh, that year. He was an old NHL guy, and he... No nonsense, right? What in the actual... <laughs> He was just beside himself. I can't, I should not have come back to get you. <laughs> this this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I was like, well, now you're getting to know me, I guess. <laughs> this shit happens to me all the time.
0: At <laughs> least <laughs> Raz Marcel freaking... Hosa, like, but, hey, uh, man, uh, like, he, he, unrasable, <laughs>
1: unrasable. My brothers Marcel or uh, 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 Marion Hosa, and I'm going to the show right after him. So. <laughs> He's like stupid Englishman.
0: <laughs> oh man, we gotta. Okay, okay. Let's hop to. I don't want to jump too many things yeah, here. Yeah. But you, you you end up going from midget into. Playing, uh, oh god! I don't, you know what? I, I don't even know how to jump to it, right? Like, you go from midget going to the national championship. What was the national championship like?
1: The national championship was intense. Um, how many the, fans are watching these games? Not many, really. Yeah, there there was a few. It was probably more scouts in the stands than fans. Really? Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, our our home team fans got got a few, uh, but yeah, it was pretty quiet for the most part. Uh, um, But they made us, uh, the the thing used to be that uh, there'd be one company that sponsored it. So everybody would get a new helmet and a new visor. iTech sponsored the helmets and the visors or something. So everybody's wearing the stupidest iTech helmet that's the latest version that year. (laughs) And we all had to wear uh, jerseys that weren't our own. Our jerseys were supposed to represent uh, like our region, not our team. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so we were wearing Edmonton Oilers jerseys from '99 with really a, with an Air Canada Cup logo on it. And uh, uh, I believe the team that won were wearing like Colorado Avalanche colors. They were Regina Pack Canadians, and, and they they were wearing a different jersey. I thought it was a silly thing to do. I I uh, I I'd like to see your team represented all the way through. But yeah. Uh but that was one thing they decided to do so we had to all had to get used to this new equipment to wear Um uh, that, that used to be common practice now i don't think it is as much anymore yeah but uh so that was our our thing we all of a sudden they're they're painting the ice a different color and you get new board uh, logos they they blank out all the all the old logos on the boards with a yeah. sticker and you get all new uh, national advertising and stuff like that. Like you, you, you start to think you're pretty special. Yeah, no <laughs> or kidding. Or there, there's a lot of people uh, working around you uh, just to make your event the best it could be. And uh, it, it always sunk into me that there's so many. It took so many people to to put on all those things, especially in Saskatchewan. Other places, hey, they might have enough people that those positions can be hired out. Saskatchewan doesn't have that luxury. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure where you played junior hockey, it was the same. Everybody's volunteer, volunteer just for, made. to get the, uh, to further the community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a big chunk of the community, right? Though having those teams there and involved and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, big source of pride. Yeah. So,
0: you go from midget, AAA all these big national stage tournaments mm-hmm. to Portland trading you to Prince yeah. Albert?
1: Yeah, I go uh, I go take the summer off. I go to Portland training camp, and the writing's on the wall. I'm I'm, I'm third man down again. As and a 17-year-old? As, as a 17-year-old. No, old. you would have been 18 because you yeah, would have graduated. Yeah, 18 that's right. That's right. Yeah, 18-year-old. Um, so uh, right at the end of training camp, I go down to Portland, and right at the start of the regular season get traded up to pa so that is uh, that was the first year i took a vehicle down to portland yeah and it's a 1981 buick Lesabre. sabre not the best on fuel <laughs> but it's a beauty card it's a story in itself <laughs> it's drive just by a your huge s- boat did you drive by yourself uh, mostly, I may have uh, had a partner uh, from Kimberly to Portland, quite often we'd carpool with each other or whatever. Yeah, so I can't remember if I had somebody with me or not. Yeah. but uh, driving from after the trade, I had to get to PA in like 48 hours. <laughs> so they they give Portland give me some gas money and uh, sent me on my way and said good luck and I tried to drive straight through. And uh, couldn't uh, couldn't do her through the mountains that late at night, <laughs> so I just ended up stopping in bam, sleeping in a car, making it the rest of the way the next day. <laughs> oh, I uh, th- that that road trip taught me a lot about myself as well. You don't sit in a car by yourself for eighteen hours and, and not, not go not go crazy. Places, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to
0: fun. I used to drive to Dry. Well, I didn't, drove to Dryden many a time, right, three years mm-hmm. in a row by myself. And you go through such lulls and highs and lows and and uh, sometimes music is the greatest thing in the world. Sometimes you just can't you know, turn it off fast enough.
1: Yeah, well, when radio stations only reached the well, that's six, eight miles out of town. Yeah. The, this, uh, this this is technology be- is this way is before Sirius. Awesome, awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sirius was oh my god. I I couldn't imagine a better thing for driving when when series come out.
0: Yeah. yeah, well now we got podcasts, right? Like we, me and you talk about this a lot, right? Like yeah. now I don't even I don't even listen to the radio hardly anymore, right? I listen to strictly podcast conversations, and when I get tired of uh, you know banter like this, then I switch over to a guy talking about history and if i get bored of that then you switch over to something else and there's just there's just hundreds of thousands
1: of them i'm getting more out of podcasts than i did out of any schooling isn't that the truth yeah i'm they're they're teaching it in a way that we're we're hearing it for like the first time or relearning it like i don't know it's it's so much it feels so much easier to learn right now uh uh it may be life experience uh, helping out, too. No, oh,
0: definitely. Definitely. But I I was saying, uh, I, I was saying, oh, it had to have been a couple of weeks ago, but I was saying, like, this right here, this getting to sit across from somebody and, and do this conversation thing, A, I get to, like... I get to learn so much more about a human being than I ever could just sitting and having a couple beers in the dressing room after a hockey game. Like you just don't get this in depth about it, right? How many years did we play together? That's right. Diesel, right? Like yeah, I've, know, I've known I've
1: known you since you were uh, too young to play hockey. <laughs> That's right.
0: And and we've never sat down like this and just had a, you know, let's 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 talk about it. Let's yeah. see where this goes and, yeah, And it's like every week now I get to do this. Yeah. One once a week with a new with a new person that has like a unique perspective and it's like surreal every time I sit across from somebody it's just like it's just I enjoy it look really look forward to doing it but now you can you can sit and listen to like well a hundred different people if you want Mm -hmm. over the course of a couple months do the exact same thing with people you would have never dreamed of here
1: yeah I get to listen uh, to some of the world's most brilliant people speak uh about things that really matter and uh and it sounds to me like uh, the, the world, in their opinion, is becoming a better place, uh, which makes me excited. It's you don't always see it or feel it. So the when news it, is when the news is always negative what's and everything that, like that. that.
0: Don Henley song, "Dirty Laundry"? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I mean, that's what the news is, man. That's at times. It's tough to watch because all they report is all the yep. negative stuff going on. It's hardly ever anything good.
1: Yeah. No, oh, I, I, I've been enjoying listening. Even going and getting my news on podcasts because you know, uh, there's there's not the ads. Halfway through, you don't get a six minute newscast. You get a, you get a newscast you that's get a exit. half an hour, yeah. and they'll tell you the ins and outs and why, and and kind of a little bit of history too.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I hadn't thought about that. No, that's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah i i i'm i'm, I'm super in I'm probably too far in the podcast i'm gonna have to uh, do it as a part-time job or something like that <laughs> like i said I'd, li- I'd love to help you out uh, if any if they ever need any uh, ideas and stuff like that i got i think of uh, you you do such a good job at this that uh, well, i appreciate that. it, it it comes, it it comes so easy to you. It well, seems as
0: I as I sit across from you in my boxers, and I'm just hey, scumfuls- you got to be
1: comfortable with your guests, <laughs> and your guests got to be comfortable with you. You're not gonna scare me off that easy.
0: <laughs> it's always an experience coming to the studio. Oh yeah, I gotta make it memorable for you, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be memorable, memorable <laughs> for sure.
0: So let's talk about okay. So let's talk about uh, PA. Then you get traded. You take your road trip you get me you land in PA mm-hmm. and I, I if there is one thing I have heard about your career not specifically from you but from everybody else who talks about you they talk about this PA team yeah. and how many NHLers come off of it and how good you guys were and
1: we could just couldn't put it together in the end yeah, yeah. so uh, we had a team that uh, lost in the uh, uh finals of uh I, I believe it wasn't the WHL finals, but it was probably the West finals the year before. And, uh, and they didn't lose many people. And uh, I come in there, and they they, they just average. <laughs> they have the best uh, team on paper other than the Calgary Hitmen.
0: Who's, who's the guys you're talking about?
1: Uh, Scott Hartnell was the captain um nick schultz was the assistant captain oh yeah um yeah. milan Kraft was an assistant captain and he was touted to play between lemieux and uh jagger uh on with oh, pittsburgh
0: is, i okay yeah, yeah that that's was starting that, to
1: ring some bells yeah he was he that he was that's they, they had they had him penciled in there for like two years and uh I don't know what happened, uh, if Lemieux quit or if Crafty uh, never just materialized, but uh, he he did not he didn't uh, he like he didn't like being away from home. I know that much. So I wouldn't surprise me where, if he where lit was, it up.
0: Where is Craft from?
1: Craft is from uh, uh, Prague, Czech Republic. Oh, uh, Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, so i wouldn't be surprised if he went back over there and, and kept playing because i don't think he ever was comfortable in north america yeah um which i'd understand i probably wouldn't be comfortable over there in in his position but yeah um uh he was he was one of those guys his work ethic and uh it was it was kind of contagious yeah he just like he was like a russian <laughs> uh, fighter he me shoot pucks you stop pucks <laughs> you're not going to stop many of my pucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now well, i my personality i'm always hanging out with the weird guys or the, the the outcasts or something and quite often it was the europeans who were the outcasts yeah uh, so I, I spend a lot of time with those guys and uh, we pick up a lot of uh, their pick up the funny things that they see about Canadian life and stuff like that. I thought that was always awesome. Cuz they think? yeah, well my perspective is uh, I was never I never seen the true world until I was uh, like 30 years old. Like uh, I thought I thought the way we were raised in our area was the only way like everything's uh, church and everything's uh, it's uh, very conservative. Uh, it's not that way around everywhere else and you gotta learn to fit in everywhere you go I guess
0: hanging out with the Europeans what did they think was funniest about the Canadian way that sticks out in your mind hmm
1: hmm what are things um nothing really jumping out at me right now I know that after Kraft had won or signed his uh, NHL contract I asked him if uh, if we'd go for subs after, like go for lunch, and I always had to buy the freaking subs. I was the one who was making hundred and twenty five dollars every every month or whatever it was. He was. Frugal, yeah, he was frugal, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I don't know if he spent any of his signing contract or other guys they'd buy a car right away or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, and he wasn't doing I, that. He, he Was wearing like hand me down clothes and shit.
0: <laughs> was it cool to go to a team? Uh, well, Hartnell, you would have played with him back in Lloyd. I
1: played, I played more ball with Hartnell and Lloyd. Uh, but I did play on like a, a novice team or something like that. Oh, like yeah, he was well, real young though when he first moved yep. to Lloyd. Uh, yep. well, they come from, was it Etonia or something like that? Okay, uh, they're from down Wainwright area originally, I believe. Okay, yeah,
0: uh, I. I you know more than I do. obviously. yeah. yeah.
1: No, uh, so he come he come and like novice, and oh, this guy's good. Look at this redhead he can play hockey. Yeah, <laughs> and his brothers were awesome, uh, awesome to watch as well. And they, uh, those are the guys who we always got to look up to because he was the only one who had really older brothers in our age group.
0: Yeah, you were talking uh, uh, off air that PAS when you get your first win as a as a starter in the dub yeah against yeah. your old team right yeah
1: it took uh, for me to win a game in the whl it took for me to um be in pa and it, i think it was my first start with pa but uh, it was down in portland i never uh, played until like october yeah <laughs> Yeah, so what was that It was like? a long wait.
0: What was that like? Starting your first game in the dub?
1: I I pretty well cried through the whole thing. I think it was very emotional. I love Portland, and I thought I would. I should never Goalies. leave there.
0: You just you're a strange breed. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, no. I well, I got to listen. <laughs> I mean
0: that in the fondest way. And I, but yeah, I can't imagine you're in your yeah. first game and you're sitting there tearing up in the neck
1: yeah oh yeah there's guys in a breakaway i'm trying to freaking look through a tear (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it happens in Hillmon too though yeah you just get caught up in the moment sometimes it's a very emotional game
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh frig so you're on this pa
1: team i'm on this pa team that is that good that is this good and like they're they're ranked and everything like that um, in the national uh, press at the start of the year. And it just doesn't come together. And, um, it, it, you could tell right away it's not coming together. They tr- try big trades. They, they traded for about six people from Red Deer. Uh, at one point brought in like this Ross Lupus Chuck and like some really high talent guys and uh, just didn't mesh. Uh, I don't know if it was coaching or if it was uh, in the dressing room.
0: What's uh, uh, what's your favorite team you ever played for? And now the, I, I think I may have asked you that. I can't remember, but no, it, it can either be your the year you did the best or just the best group of guys. Because the the meshing thing, uh, I heard. Uh, I was listening to a podcast actually, random enough. Uh, view from the penalty box, I think it was. It's an old ex NHLer, and he had a thing on there, or he was talking about. Uh, one of his favorite teams and he said he played on teams that were very talented but they were individuals off the ice and it translated into individuals on the ice and i heard that and i was like oh like that right like mm-hmm. i've been on teams like that where you don't come together off the ice and it shows on the ice right yep so for you did you have a favorite team like growing like that you played on where you just you walked in the dressing room and maybe it was just the greatest group of guys or maybe you guys translated that into winning something big or Because I mean, if there's one thing that you've gone through, you've played in like amazing places and you've played for amazing in amazing situations, but you haven't won a lot. Yeah. So, Uh, is there a team that sticks out where you're like that group of guys or that team or that?
1: uh, Not, not until I join a team in junior afterwards, like in the junior A ranks. Is a is there a team that really jumps out to me that uh, is is, a, that, is an actual that's, that's team that's Melford? Uh, that was Weyburn. Oh, that was Weyburn. Yeah, Weyburn. I had never seen a team gel like that. Those guys uh, would all kill for each other uh, on that team that year. Uh, it was very cool to see. But uh, they
0: they were winning too.
1: They right? they were serious competitors. Yeah, they they had as a junior A team in '99. They probably had four guys go in the NHL draft, and that that was unheard of back then. They had a goalie go to LA. Uh, really good players. Just, just to warn you, we're
0: at two hours right now. How you doing?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm fine. I could talk for forever, but uh, I I know that this could get pretty long to listen to. Well, you know <laughs> what? I can break it sh- into two pieces.
0: I I I. Uh, I, I talked to Evan Priest, gave him a shout out today, and he always tells me he's like, people either choose to listen to it all or they choose not to. So, yeah. if you, if no, if it doesn't
1: feel, if it doesn't feel uncomfortable to you, no, I'm, I'm happy just, talking.
0: I just, uh, man, we there is, there's like four other things I want to get to. Yeah. So if you're sitting there and you're doing fine,
1: I'm doing fine.
0: Okay, well, yeah. okay, so, yeah, we
1: got, we got, we still have exciting things to hit.
0: Well. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so you go okay. Pa just highly touted team doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. When, at what point do you go to Melfort then?
1: Okay, so during that that year where I'm in Pa, uh, uh, there is a third. Uh, one of the goalies comes back from uh, Montreal in the NHL. And do you remember him? Yeah, uh, Evan Lindsay.
0: I can't say I know who that is, so I
1: am uh, assuming it's, he's he's a uh, very popular for. Uh, he he went in the draft twice. He went to Calgary uh, and didn't sign. Went in the draft to Montreal the second time. Okay. Now Montreal wanted him to play and play lots. That's
0: right. And you were mentioning something about that where Montreal would kick in money or something. Like yeah, uh,
1: yeah, they would. Uh, they were giving PA some money or, or the, I guess that's a hearsay again. But uh, the theory uh, is theory that is that uh, they wanted him to play. And get lots of minutes to, so they could get their money's worth.
0: So essentially, he they were kicking money into the PA, so they would start a goaltender.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah.
0: that sucks for you.
1: It sucks for me, but I wasn't uh, I wasn't doing a whole lot to help myself. I was I thought I was working hard, but I wasn't. I was really happy to be in PA. <laughs> like I was really happy to, after I found out about the WHL. Okay, my WHL is my goal like that's where I want to be okay well I'm gonna get to I reach my goal and uh now what <laughs> I'm not I can't foresee myself getting further I can't I don't see myself going to AHL or NHL from there because I'm not getting the games I'm not I don't I don't see a way to get my foot in the door um and uh, I think my coach Kevin McClellan that year really kind of called me out on it says uh yeah, are you happy to be here? Damn right, I'm happy to be here. He's like, well, that's not what it takes. <laughs> He's like, you have to, you have to want to be. You want you you can't be happy to be here. <laughs> You're not gonna go on from there. And uh, I think I was just happy to be there. Uh, so uh, uh, I play out my time there. Did and- you ever
0: have like? Did you ever even give any notion to like? maybe going in the NHL draft, like maybe being selected, or you just didn't play enough games?
1: Uh, I, I, I had dreams of grandeur, but I, I, I knew that nobody had talked to me. I think that I, if I possibly would have had a uh, – if I would have went to PA with a, um, somebody who's going to represent, I needed somebody who knew hockey to represent me, and I couldn't represent myself. And my my parents couldn't represent me because we're just we were looking we were hoping for Junior B greatness. <laughs> That's yeah. what we were looking at. Well, when when this happened, it was just hey, let's take it.
0: I mean, it's just like I just think like you know when you talk about all these different national stages you put yourself in, and whether it's fate or random chance or whatever, you get national. Stages over yeah. and over and over again, yeah. and not only you don't have the winning team on those stages, but you get personal accolades on all the national stages, right?
1: Like yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I fa- I thought it was awesome. Okay. Right? I thought every time I made it to a national championship, I thought it was going to be my last one, and I kept every little piece of scrap paper from it and the table settings from the from the banquets, and <laughs> I got them all <laughs> in a box out here. So. <laughs> I think you can attest to that.
0: Yeah, I can. I saw a bunch of them before. Lots of it's really cool, right? Like, I mean, it's just, for me, when my draft year came, I just I just knew, right? Like, I knew from when I was 14, mm-hmm. right? And you, I I never got a letter to it. We were talking about letters and how you had all your old letters, and there's some cool ones in there, right? I, At one point, I had all my letters, but they were all Junior A letters. I never got a dub letter. I never even got an opportunity to go out there. And, and I don't know. I'm a small guy, right? I've always been a small guy. And so for me, I just kind of, from an early age, it felt like the writing was on the wall. Like, and, and maybe that was the wrong mindset to have, but at the same time, that was the mindset that I remember having, like the writing's on the wall. If I'm going to pl- continue to play hockey, it's going to be through junior A and maybe you get college and maybe you do this. And, and I found my little path through um, through hockey. And I was actually just saying to uh, a guy who has a younger kid who's playing hockey, right? Like... That's a wonderful thing about hockey is it doesn't have to be NHL or bust. There's so many different paths that you can go with hockey. It's such a wonderful sport that way, right? But here you are sitting as a guy who's played on the national stage for um, several years, right? Hell, you're one year in midget. is unbelievable to go to that many national stage tournaments. Yeah, yeah, it was. You just know the scouts are sitting there, and they're seeing you getting accolades. So I don't think it's that far of a stretch to to jump to, like, did you ever... But it
1: doesn't even cross your mind. Uh, It would cross my mind. I think that the guys are looking at me, but I know it's not the right guys or for the right reasons. Um, I I wasn't great in school and I wasn't about to take my SATs uh, because I had already played, what, three separate seasons. Who are you talking about? Uh, colleges in, in the states I'd get lots of letters from colleges any specific uh, like Yale and MIT were were the two that I remembered <laughs> <laughs> man did these guys not like phone a teacher or anything like that they just send you a letter and ask for money or what is going on here Dwayne <laughs> Dwayne Perlott the Yale
0: gra- the great Yale graduate well, yeah that'd
1: be something I'm to be an MIT guy yeah I'm to be an astronaut <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god
1: oh yeah mom well, yeah so Some anyway, would already call him wh- where we we're going
0: with all this was your pa they bring back a goalie
1: yeah so i i play uh i they need to uh, find a trade for the middle guy because they can't they can't they don't want to screw this guy he's he's good trade bait yeah and everything or, else or or he's gonna be awesome um so uh while they're looking for a trade for him oh go help Malford out they're gonna they're they're need a little hand so they loan you to Malford Loan me to Malford for a road trip or something like that and I made a lot of friends out there like a like I do I go into a room and I make the best of it and yeah. hey guys coming and plus okay. I uh, I was always willing uh, to have beers with the guys so hey here's another guy to f- kick in with beer yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, I got tight going with to those guys. Uh, I, mean, like, I, I thought dog? it was, uh, I thought, oh my God, this like, I'm just, I'm just never going to make it. I'm just destined not to make, make a year in the dub. And, uh, and I, I went there and had fun and PA called me back and said, Hey, this, is, we got rid of the guy uh, we need to make room for. It. We, we do want you here. And I felt real good about that. But I I still never forgot my time in Melfort because there there were such great people there Um, uh, uh, from the coaching staff. And and there's a few players who who just have that twinkle in their eye. You think, I need to know those people, right? (laughs) Like, those are... Those are special kind of people.
0: You do get a feeling. I'll give you I'll give you that. Like when you walk into a dressing room, there's always a feeling of the dressing room. Yeah. And organization for yeah. that matter. Yeah.
1: You can you can kind of visualize, okay, in six months I'm gonna be sitting with these guys. What am I gonna know about them? Uh, even even when you go far away for hockey, you can do the same thing. You know, be a French guy in the corner <laughs> and just say, Oh, uh, that guy's gonna be a, a spark plug, or he's gonna be funny to talk to uh, yeah. after the games. Yeah. He'll give you a tabernacle. <laughs> ah, nuts. <laughs>
0: Well, I went across to Finland. My, my time in Finland, the first team I went to and I got cut from, mm-hmm. it felt like I was in the wrong place. Yeah. I wanted to play there. Don't get me wrong. I don't, yeah. I'm a competitor. I didn't want to get cut. I, mm-hmm. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And the team I went to felt like Helmut. Yeah. right? Like it just felt like ooh, warm hug.
1: You, you got to follow your guts with those things. Yeah. Yeah, your gut nose. <laughs> and that
0: wasn't very many words spoken, right? Because they weren't, they didn't speak too many words of English to me. So mm-hmm. it was something that you could just feel almost immediately, yeah. just how they dealt with people and dealt yeah. with situations. And
1: most most teams that I've went into as a training camp uh, type organization or, uh, situation, I could I could usually tell if I was going to be in the team. You- after the spray, uh, one skate or two skates or whatever you can usually tell if you fit in or not yeah i think uh barring barring some some young guy coming up and just kind of stealing the show from out and from under you yeah you kind of know the deal when you're going to those places that you're going to be here for a while or you're not yeah
0: <laughs> isn't that the truth yeah so back to pa you're in PA, you finish out your year there?
1: Yep, finish out my year in PA. Uh, we lo- lose to Swift Current in the first round of playoffs.
0: And then from there you go to Malford? Uh,
1: from there I uh, take a year, take the summer off as yep. usual. Yeah. Yep. Uh I go play, uh, to come back to PA for training camp, being a veteran and halfway here we go skate in the morning and go water skiing in the afternoon up at candle lake yeah <laughs> and then uh, uh after training camp they they said listen we got to bring up another young guy we don't want to have two 19 year old goalies yeah uh, so they brought up i believe they no it wasn't uh, they had kelly guard in their program at one time but that's not who they brought they traded in somebody yeah anyway uh i got traded to prince george. Prince, oh, george prince george decides to take a chance on me so uh f- starting like september 1st or whatever i fly to prince george and uh and start up there uh now the only person i knew up there at that time and i didn't even know him was aaron foster he had he was a rookie up there and uh, he was on injury injury reserve, and he he got to drive me around, show me the town, because we were from the same hometown, right. <laughs> but we didn't know each you didn't other. didn't know each other. Yeah. Yep. So I got to know Aaron. Well, shout Aaron out, to Aaron. There. Yeah, big big shout out. <laughs> he was uh, he was the only one of the only positive things I found in Prince George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a rough go. I definitely didn't fit in with that team, uh, but that team was an excellent team. Also, Dan Hamus, uh was our probably our best defenseman? Uh, I think he played in the Olympic team with Canada last yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, I don't so know where he's
0: at. Short cut, stay in Prince George.
1: Story, short stay in and Prince then George. Speak,
0: yeah, and then you and then you come back to Melford.
1: Yeah, uh, starting to December two thousand one. Now is
0: that you choosing to go to Melford, or is yeah. that getting sent to Melford? How does that work? I uh,
1: no, I, I was just cut free and clear from Prince George, so I were you Malford. just happy? Yep. Yeah, I didn't get along with anybody there. I did have a great goalie coach there, though. That was the one thing I missed. I think he taught me more about goaltending than any single person. Who was that? Pete Peters. Yeah. Yeah, old NHL guy. Yeah. You watched the first uh, uh, Rock'em Sock'em hockey. Is he on it? He's on it, and he takes a slap shot in the freaking right in the forehead <laughs> from the hash marks, <laughs> and uh, and the rebound goes up. And then it comes back down, flaps on the ice. Guy takes another slap shot, bang, and uh, hits him in the forehead again. Maybe he can knocked him out cold. And that's <laughs> and in, in Rockhammog. Rock I'm like one. Oh, so I, I had to, to bring that up, look to it up now. Yeah, Pete Peters takes the worst slap shot in the head I've ever <laughs> seen. Just too dead. <laughs> Those original Rock of Sockums are the best. Well, those guys are wearing. He's he's wearing like a player's helmet, and uh, <laughs> they're barely wearing. Can you imagine,
0: I'll, like uh, as a attendee Can you imagine wearing no helmet, no. or even just those? Uh, was when I had Harlan Lessig, He talked about form-fitting the the original goalie mask. Yeah, right? Like
1: yeah, the Jason mask. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I can't believe I ended up as a goalie the way I thought that those like I, those things terrified me as a kid. Uh, I remember seeing some of the goalies uh, walk around Hillmon with those form-fitted masks, and I thought, oh, those guys are murderers. Yeah. But, yeah, good thing we grow up and learn.
0: <laughs> so going to Melford, I'm, yeah, I'm interested. Going to oh, I'm, I'm a junior guy, so yes. this dub thing is yeah. like for me. This, yeah, and this, this is where I kind of grow
1: into myself.
0: Yeah, this Melfort thing into getting selected to go with Weyburn and all that is mm-hmm. really cool. So you, get, you play in Melfort for the year.
1: Yep, uh, starting Melfort December. Um, uh, so we come into Malfort and they haven't won a game or maybe they've won two games before Christmas. And uh, I come in, start playing uh, at Christmas time and, hey, we go on a winning streak. And uh, it looks good on me, <laughs> but the team's really pulling together and everything like that and just maybe missing one, one key piece. That's right. And... uh we, we go on to not lose a game in the second half of the season at home, and we make a good run of it on the road, too. We only lose like two or three uh, on the road. Uh, we're getting so close to making playoffs that the other teams start ganging up and, and uh, taking runs at our guys, making sure we can't play all the games coming. <laughs> uh, that's where I got to learn kind of the ins and outs of how you get how do you play that suspension game and we went down to Swift uh, not Swift current Kindersley and they put a line out just strictly for going off the ice and, and like everybody had their stuff shed by the blue line one guy come and rolled me behind the net and everybody gloves off and and that uh, that that single fight uh, got five of our guys suspended and f- like seven of their guys but it kept us out of playoffs by one point or something like that. Okay. When we hadn't lost a game after Christmas. We would have went into playoffs and, like, steamrolled uh, players or teams. It was awesome. But we missed playoffs. And uh, so we go home like everybody else does at the end of the year. Is this the year Weyburn takes you? This is the year. So, so you missed the playoffs. We missed the playoffs. And uh, I got a call six weeks later from a guy in Weyburn or from actually, it was a guy in This guy in Wabern is going to give you a call. Did you know that uh, teams are allowed to pick up a goalie, which
0: they are no longer allowed to do? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, they were allowed to pick up a goalie, any goalie they wished from the league, uh, to take with them to the national championship. Well, to the a Cup yeah. first, right? Yeah. So uh, I got chosen uh, uh, right for. I was I was already I had a they, job at work. You know,
0: that's a feather in your cap, man. Oh, I felt Think very about, proud that. about that.
1: Yeah.
0: As a team that just won the SJ, mm-hmm. you get to pick up any goalie in the league, and you're going to pick a goalie who hasn't didn't even play a game in the playoffs. No, and hadn't played for six weeks.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Like that yeah. is like freaking
1: unbelievable. Yeah.
0: So are you? So when you get picked up by them, are you dressed as backup?
1: Uh, are you starting? So or are you uh, third I get there after they win. After they win the championship, I'm there like two days later. Yeah. So they're starting. They're still coming off the party from the league championship, but their coach doesn't let them get too far into the party mode. They're like this Anavet Cup is serious business. This um, uh, OCM Blizzard we're coming up against. Um, they're they're throwing multi millions of dollars uh, at this team uh, in northern Manitoba. Yeah and uh, so ocn uh pasquac Nation, uh isn't the paw the paw manitoba kind of way up uh, east i believe of flin Flon, even um on the way to churchill manitoba it's it's a long god ways uh, <laughs> if, if you're not a fisherman up there you won't survive <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you get picked up by this team. So, so got- I
1: got picked up by Weyburn. Yeah. And uh, we play start playing. Uh, I, I sit out the first game. The, the first f- three games were played in uh, Wayburn. Yeah. And then the last, then the four-, last four games were going to be played in the PAW.
0: In the PAW, yeah.
1: Uh, we won the first uh, three. So you're up
0: 3-0 going I think there. we're
1: going th- uh, up to PAW 3-0. Um, I didn't play the first game, but I backed up the second two games. Okay. Uh, Got an experience, and the the Weyburn team was, they were an impressive team, like gelled.
0: And the fans in Weyburn? And and the fans
1: were crazy, and and Opasco at Cree Nation um, brought, I don't know if they brought buses, but they they brought fans. (laughs) And so the buildings just buildings packed packed, like sardines and uh we go up three nothing we have to go and win it in up o- there in ocn and uh How that's that? that's very very tough to do i yeah. don't know if they lose games at home they didn't they may have went years without losing games at all let alone at home
0: so the atmosphere in there might be a little bit crazy
1: it's a little bit crazy there's no uh, fire regulations there's there's a uh, over top of where the uh, players come on and come off there's a there's a there's a, a a bench over top, so they can reach over, to, over top of you and kind of give you a tap on the way by and stuff like that. Yeah. I ended up getting my helmet broke by a, f- a flagpole <laughs> going off for overtime. <laughs> I had, uh, oh, well, to, to tell a story, uh, the, there's a Weyburn starting goalie, played the first game, gets lit up. Yeah. Uh, he, they, they, up yeah, game four, uh, they may, I forget what this score was, uh, but they win handily, uh, game two uh, or game five, you're talking uh, game about. five Yeah, game five, uh, up there, um, they pull him halfway through and I go in and we come back and, uh, we go into overtime uh, lose in overtime, but I played pretty good. Uh, good enough that the guys felt confident uh, having me back there than their regular goalie um just because i could i could block out the fans or when the fans started getting real crazy i I'd, I'd take off my helmet and start waving them on like a i felt like a wwf uh like the bad guy like a heel <laughs> i'd start tapping my stick and waving them up and stuff like that and singing a song the guys were throwing chicken wings at me <laughs> from the top stairs and stuff like that um anyway uh, the team liked what I did anyway, so they let me start the next game, and we ended up winning in an overtime. So, game two, six, Game you six get the start. in OCN. Yeah. Uh, they give me the start uh, that I hadn't played in six weeks, except for the the week out leading up to.
0: That's unreal.
1: Yeah. Oh, it felt unreal. And I couldn't make, after they scored, I, I watched him shoot the puck from the hash marks, and... And it was slid underneath 10 guys where you know the way overtime goals go and all of a sudden boop, the net goes and i'm like nobody else reacts for about a second or two it actually went in it actually went in. and then all of a sudden my knees went weak and i just take a knee and all of a sudden I can't breathe so I'm just sitting in the net watching everybody else uh, kind of celebrate and everything like that and I'm, I'm sitting in my net trying in the other end so I, I, I always wonder this
0: yeah. right so you're winning is always fun no matter what if you've been a part of that Wayburn team from the beginning, I think it would mean more. But at the same token, you're a part of that team for I what? F- oh, two
1: week period. Yeah, and I felt so in in with those guys. That's that, unreal. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, I felt like I, I can't
0: believe you got to win. Like I, I see the medal. I'm yeah. looking at the medal, right? I'm looking at the gold medal here, yeah. of the Anabat Cup. Which I uh, did not realize stands for uh, let's let's see, let's read this Army Navy and Air Force Veterans in Canada. I didn't realize that's what
1: Advocate uh, stood for,
0: but I didn't realize you're the goaltender who wins the
1: final game. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got the I got a, I got so, to go uh, do a TV interview that night on on the ice in OCM. Yeah. And uh, what was the party did you guys bust home that night we or bust just- home that night we 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 said hey we canceled our hotel rooms we said we're going home partying all the way yeah and we did and uh so but we still had a job to do yeah, yeah. so now so, you,
0: now you get to the Royal Bank Cup which mm-hmm. is in Flon that year yep which I just had Larry on talking about it right you were you were laughing off air about that right so. Did you start at the Royal Bank Cup then, too? I
1: I only started one game. They let their regular goalie start uh, for most of the games. And uh, uh, we ended up losing to Flynn Flon's team in the the semifinals. semifinals. And uh, that's where Larry uh, said uh, uh, somebody threw a Coke can and, and pegged our coach and knocked him out gold on the ice almost. Uh, I was right standing right there when that happened, and then, uh, well, it was it was it was so heartbreaking. We we were meant to. It felt like we were meant to win. We could have kicked the snot out of Camrose, but we just we just what couldn't the, get past the the Flin Flon home team.
0: Yeah, and the fans there must have been just nuts. It was
1: insane. There was there was moose legs. There was fish. There was hats. There was. Their goalie was, I believe he's a local guy, uh, Morgan Say, I believe his name was. He was, he was a phenom. I think he got uh, most valuable player of the of the year for that. He, uh, he, he, that's a that's a team that uh, that they could. Uh, it's just he played ab- ab- above of what he usually would, and it just it worked out perfect for them
0: that's just yeah that is an incredible story we should have let off with that story people oh. are gonna have to wait two and a half hours to get to that like that oh, is unbelievable
1: shit. yeah that's a good one that was a fun one um that i remember a couple of years ago that uh, some somebody one of the wainwright player a wayburn player tried to steal a moose leg yep. off the ice yep. and there ended up being a there, riot. oh man yeah i stole a moose leg off the ice uh, that game, but they were too busy worried about them winning <laughs> that I got to walk off with that moose leg untouched, and uh, lucky are dead. The the uh, the go- the starting goalie's dad. He asked if he could take it and put it in his bar. He said he was going to get stuffed and put it behind his bar. <laughs> Just as a memoriam. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a you know, yeah, a keepsake from keepsake that from that. That's weekend. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we that is crazy. Yeah, that Wayburn team. I always thought that uh, that's as close as I've come to being on a team that's that's like that, like a team of brothers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, although uh, the the Hitmen have showed me some things in the oh, in wow. the Border Kings. Uh, yeah. They, oh, well. the, the, those guys. Uh, those guys could pull guys together. Too. I
0: appreciate you mentioning us in the company of a Royal Bank contender, right? And a, a team like that, like that's that's special company.
1: Our our team has uh, shown me a lot. We hey, um, the Hitmen play for no money, so uh, that that's meant more to me over the years than than playing for anything else, uh, other than uh, the guy beside you. Yeah, uh, you can't say that about too many people. Uh, who, who just play the for the fun of the game, and it's it it means so much.
0: No, I uh, I couldn't agree more. I, yeah. I it's been uh, a special treat to play senior senior hockey. Is just I spe- I don't know. Especially I always talk about the Saskalta, right? Like a non pay league, and you know you you always talk about the hearsay and the rumors. Obviously, some guys are obviously getting paid. I mean, there's you can't get rumors like that started for the most part. Unless there's a, a little bit. Although, in saying that, there's rumors always about Helmwand, right? And mm-hmm. I can just debunk them all right now. Nobody's getting paid, right? I'm yeah. a part of that squad. I know what's going on behind the scenes. Nobody's getting paid. So, maybe there's nobody getting paid. And that's a special thing for senior hockey. Because, I mean, like, you got guys that are working and then hopping off the work shift and straight to the rink and on their own dime and mm-hmm. break a stick. And now you got to go find a way to pay for that and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then guys got kids and, and they're still making time. And, yeah. Like it's a special, uh, a special time that I find hard to hang the skates up from. Yet, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's the only hockey in my life in the last long time that's meant anything. Um, after you know you're not going to make the NHL, hey, you're just playing for <laughs> you. Might, you're just playing for you now. That's right. That yep. is exactly right. Yep. And that's what you should be playing for. Right. Um, playing for uh, for money oh, you know money's not everything <laughs> uh, it, it, you still have to be keep your your family at home happy and you have to go to work the next day and yeah, it is um well
0: so <laughs> i was just laughing this is what i been trying to get across when i was trying to lead you up to this or lead up the group is it's not like you went and played for three teams and then you uh, went and played pro down south and that was it, yeah. right? Like, you, you, to keep a track of all this, is, it almost turns my head. I can yeah. just imagine. Like, I, I'm impressed that you have such positive memories of it all because I'm like, I can't imagine bouncing around as much as you did and coming at it going, you know, I'm glad it's that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I got to play for, well, you're looking at them on the wall, right? I got to play for my junior team for three years, college for four. I went to... Finland for a cup of coffee I always call it a cup of coffee it wasn't long enough for much more than that but mm-hmm. one team right wow, well, two teams but I get cut by one and go to the second and then I've been in one now for I think this is going on eight or nine years now right. right like that's what I've done I don't I don't i never got traded or mixed around I was, was close I was close my one year in driving to getting traded to Kindersley actually mm-hmm. Larry left Ontario and went to Kindersley and yep. I enjoyed him I wanted to follow him right but it never happened, and I'm happy it never happened. I got, I'm glad I got to play out my years in the same places, right? Yeah. But you bounce around like nobody. You're a ping pong ball, man.
1: Just yeah, yeah. And I was always a bit embarrassed about that. Uh, but there's not to be. But embarrassed n- I'm about. not. I'm not these days. But um, I remember in my early days, there used to be a, a guy who every team he played on, he would get the the tattoo he'd get like a little emblem he got a WHL You'd have in the a middle sleeve man I was, that guy had four and everybody teased him yeah. <laughs> i was like man that is awesome i just don't want to tattoo myself with that stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know me i don't want to be known as one thing I, that's right i don't want that's to be right. just the hockey guy <laughs> well, yeah so after after that that kid ch- the the chance to win in uh, uh with wayburn I went back to Melfort the next spring, and I said, you know, if there's if you guys want to let me go, I'd go back to Wayburn, but nowhere else. <laughs> like that was an experience. That was awesome. Yeah. And Wayburn wasn't as strong the next year, and our GM d- decided that hey, we're gonna make a run at it, and we're gonna try to build the same thing that Wayburn built. Yeah. So we built a really really strong team um, for my second year of junior in Melfort and we kind of did the opposite we won most of the games during the year uh come close to maybe winning the league championship uh thing uh, president's like the trophy. president's trophy yep. and uh and then we won our first round of playoffs and lost in five to kindersley the second round um now after that we were kind of disappointed how the year went um we, we should have at least made one more rounder to the finals. I uh, would have been satisfied with the finals showing. Uh, but the, shi- the finals that year was going to be between who beat us, Kindersley and uh, Humboldt. Um, Humboldt had phoned me after we lost out to Kindersley and said, hey, we'll take you with us if we beat Kindersley. We don't want to take Kelly guard with us. Okay. Kelly guard was the guy in Kindersley who uh, was a f- who come up from, he he come from uh, um, playing um, midget hockey and kind of got dicked around in the WHL a bit. Yeah. And he got hooked up with Kindersley and just clicked. He fit in with that team. And uh, all of a sudden, nobody could score on, on uh, Kelly Gard. On the Clippers, Guard. yeah. Yep, on the yeah. Clippers. And so the Clippers upset Humboldt in the finals. And, uh, and then Clippers phoned me and said, hey we heard that uh, um, these guys were going to take ya. you, do you want to come skate with us? damn right! <laughs> so I go down to Kindersley uh, I have a few familiar names and faces in the room there and they're continuing the party from the win, like they they still hadn't stopped yet <laughs> when I got there and you know me, Hey, I'm gonna join in the crowd so we we partied for another week and then went to play the Anavet Cup and I think we lost in five games or four games. It was incredible. Like we we had nothing. They they were so happy with winning that league final that they forgot about the next step. Yeah, yeah. That's how it felt. But
0: uh, did you get to play in the Anavet Cup that year?
1: Uh, I think I played. Uh, if I didn't start a game, I at least went into a game. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I got to start one or not.
0: Okay, so we just passed two and a half hours. Yep.
1: We haven't I, made it to pro. I
0: want to. I want to jump. Okay, so you wrote down a uh, thing that I find really cool, and I, yeah, um, you said after all this is done, and somehow I'm missing. I just got to put a little side note. You did play in a Viking Cup too, right?
1: Yeah, with uh, in my last year in Melfort, there uh, I made the all-star team. The uh, Viking Cup team, yeah, and uh, some other team there. I can't remember what.
0: Yeah, but the Viking Cup is like SJ All Stars go and play the AJ All Stars, who play the US Under 18 team, who play the. I mean,
1: Finland uh, was one of them, and Slovaks. Yeah. Oh, I played F-my a lot of. life, UF. like this is ridiculous,
0: right? Like, mm-hmm. like the the list of accomplishments you have on your resume.
1: Is I thought I thought they were all really cool. <laughs> unbelievably cool, yeah. man. Yeah, but not everybody. Uh, n- no, but not in people who don't know. How, like in my family, that's, hey, that's a really cool accomplishment. <laughs> but they don't know how cool it is. It's <laughs> you. It's it's you're in elite company. Yeah. Right.
0: Like th- that just doesn't happen to everyone.
1: Yeah, I I I feel very blessed to have been where I'm. Oh, ah, that's cool. And man. just to take all the positives that, I could, because uh, there were a lot of negatives along the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have picked up a lot of bad habits, and uh, I tell you, when when you don't have have somebody looking out for you like a positive billet family or somebody like that, yeah, the the bad the bad stuff can take over pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, you got to surround yourself out. with good people. Good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the biggest. Uh, that's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I just keep surrounding mm-hmm. myself with people that are. That are good.
0: Yeah, look out for your best interests. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Trust them to to well, to look out for your best interests. On interest. that
0: note, I like this you wrote. In the summer after hockey is done, right? You're done in mm-hmm. your junior career. You're working uh, moving rigs on a bed truck. Yeah, and the bed truck operator convinces you to try and go pro.
1: Yeah, yeah. A guy named Kevin. I wish I could remember his last name because I'm sure he'll listen to this. Uh, he's from Marshall area. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bed truck operator for Panastar at the time. Yeah, I think, well, he, I think he's a truck. Push whoever at listens Eccles. this
0: long, if they know who Kevin from Panastar back in the day was, you make sure you just pass along to him so he can hear it because that is a cool thing for a guy to convince you to go play TriPro. Yeah. So how the heck do you even get down
1: there? Like, who do you call? Um, well, I don't. Uh, I got a call from from a guy just on a hunch one time. He he called. It sounds like he called everybody out of the SJ who played on the all-star team or whatever yeah said hey we got we'll pay your ticket down to florida if you come try out for a team in this new league uh pretty well give you a spot um uh, we league got is a few that? guys what league is that it was mean? called the atlantic coast hockey League. The
0: atlantic coast hockey league which only lasted for like two years and yeah. then slowly joins into the southern pro right? yeah Gasket? yeah
1: at one point i think they called it the wha two two that's yeah. right yeah uh, so uh, I, I went down there, played uh, from October till February, got cut at the trading deadline. And, uh, and then I stayed down there. Uh, stayed down there for a month and, and uh, tried to drain my bank account a little bit more. <laughs> Partied. What, t- what, was the, what was the hockey like? The hockey was good. But um, uh, it wasn't always focused on the hockey. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird league. Uh, they they made it... Uh, to try to make it really competitive, they made it a 16-person team. And you could only have two, two goalies. That included two goalies. So you had three lines. Uh, 5D. Two goalies. Something like that. And you couldn't carry... More than that, if you, once you had, like, three guys on injury reserve, you could bring one in. Oh, man, yeah, that's sounds- A lot of rules to follow, yeah. and, and then they were trying to bring guys in and 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 swap guys out. I
0: heard there was a water boy, if you remember the movie Water Boy, where they other teams started putting in their you know yeah. i just remember the trainer going in and getting absolutely cranked in that movie yeah. i heard the trainer suited up for that team
1: uh our uh yeah he was our trainer he was our chiropractor <laughs> he he, so he chiropractor had played he played like div three hockey when oh, he was okay. going to school yeah yeah, uh, he was about 45 years old <laughs> so he decides to put in a hundred thousand dollars into the team or something like that and the next week he's where he's playing with us <laughs> He can, he can barely skate backwards, <laughs> but on that team there's a, an ex NHLer who decides he's living in Jacksonville, Ron Duguay. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the last guys to play without a helmet. You no, know, he's living in Jacksonville. He sees us struggling, and uh, so he, he decides to come and help us out around uh, November, end of November. Yeah, this he's this gonna scrap.
0: Sad. It just sounds like senior hockey in Saskatchewan, right? Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's when struggling. I knew that's when I
1: knew kind of hockey was it's just, it's just, it's just what it is. It's a local were, thing, it doesn't matter where it is. It's just, were you <laughs> making at least some money doing it? Oh, yeah, I was very happy. I was making, I think, uh, 3, $3. twenty five a week, and I didn't pay for uh, the housing, yeah, yeah. Um, I got driv- driven around by buddies, I paid gas money. We eat a lot of uh, uh, noodles and, and uh, things like that. Bear, uh, at 9 o'clock uh, every night, the, uh, um, the grocery store would start giving away their, their cooked chickens. So every night we'd be a lineup of hockey players at the, at the grocery store waiting for free, free cooked chickens in those little plastic containers. <laughs> and we'd go home and eat that, and we then used to the do ramen a similar, noodles.
0: <laughs> we used to do a similar thing in college. That's that's just working the system, right? When you're broke. Oh, damn right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got three questions for you. Mm-hmm. Did you have any weird rituals in that? I always think of Holtby. He's he's got his like little. Little dance he does, right? Yep. Did you have anything like that in that?
1: I I like to skate around the four face-off dots in the one end before the period starts. Like you come out and do a lap. Yeah. That's all it is. Is just go or uh, don't cut inside those circles, but okay. go on the outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you then never scrape, scrape the ice in the crease because yeah. that's what the Bandits goalies did when Didn't. I was watching them. <laughs> It'll always lead back to the Bandits goalie. I could name like 10 of them uh, from when I was a kid.
0: <laughs> and so I uh, never talked to your post, anything like that?
1: No, no. I'm uh, not that weird. Come on.
0: Actually? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I just know there's some goalies that just like, you know i've Rubbing done way weirder I think things a, i think of flurry he always rubs them after right they get a post and then he rubs it
1: i uh i was trying to kill some time one time in melville and uh, i told the ref the net had got knocked off and i was trying to catch my breath i, said, I think there's a there's there's a couple of holes in the net and he's like oh where he's like checking it I like, yeah. I took off my glove start poking holes in the mesh <laughs> there's a hole there there's a hole there hole there you asshole!
0: <laughs> As a goaltender, you rely and are closely knit to your defensive core in front of you. Who's the best defenseman you ever had uh, in front of you?
1: Um, I've thought a lot about this because I've had I've had uh, some of the best uh, uh, NHL defensemen uh, in front of me, and uh, Merv Man and Ray Nielsen are the two. Are the, the two. two that I would pick every day? Really? Yeah, yeah. If I could have both of them at thirty-five, uh, playing in front of me, I, 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 they're my Darian Hatcher and and uh, who was his Twin Tower uh, buddy back in remember. North yes. Stars days? Yeah, in the but
0: in, the, in the, when Dallas won the cup.
1: When Dallas won the cup, yeah. No, those guys were were stronger than any men I've ever met, and uh, and true leaders they'll do Merv uh Merv is always good with the uh, life advice and uh, I've looked up to him my uh a long time I got
0: Merv coming on the uh, podcast here in May so Mm -hmm. I look forward to sitting down across from him because I looked up to him since a kid you talked about the bandits I looked up to wow I just went I remember watching them with the Border Kings all the time so it was yeah I get that I get that with Merv Mm -hmm. um who is the best you, you did a lot of backing up. Why heck, you just played a lot of goaltending. What yeah. was the what was the best goaltender you ever backed up for?
1: Uh I like Jason the Barber because yeah. he was he just had he had his head on straight. He knew what his strengths were. Okay. And uh and worked for him. He's a big, tall, lanky guy. Yeah, and and, he went on to have a career. And he went he didn't mind being the backup. He was the solid backup until he needed to be the solid starter. That's right. And uh he got to play a lot of different places and and see a lot of different things. Uh, it was maybe not the illustrious career that Patrick Waugh and Martin Berger had, but there's very oh, few Patrick War. Very Wahs. few. Those are the Those are the special of the special. That's right. Yeah, but uh, he he was one of the best. Uh, I remember watching uh, Jason Clegg as a kid. Uh, He made probably the best actual hockey save I've ever seen in my life. Uh, And uh, I believe he remembers it to this day. It was a game against Melville. He was playing for Yorkton. Uh, He had just come back from Red Deer. And uh, uh, and, yeah, I remember watching him play. Uh, in junior A hockey. Fair enough. And, who is uh,
0: the best player you ever played with or against? Actually, who's the best player you ever who is the best guy who ever came down on you and you as a goaltender you're like, oh man, that guy was good.
1: Hmm. Pavel Brendel was It always incredible. leads back to was Pavel Brendel. He he yeah, he he got pucks past me when I didn't think that there was even a chance that a puck could even come near me. <laughs> Uh, it just uh, he, he there was a few of those guys. Okay, uh, yeah.
0: Final, final thing, and I led. Uh, you didn't want to do this game, but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna yeah, stick yeah. it right at the end. Yep. And you got words for it already because you've already been talking to me after trade, sign, and buyout. But you would rather it be trade four yeah. because you think trade four is a positive instead of two negatives. He's saying trade and buyout are negative things, and mm. sign is a positive. So you want two positive. Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you that. So we're going to trade four at the deadline. We'll say we're making a run. Mm-hmm. So there's trade four. There's sign guy long term. And then there's buy somebody out because they ain't part of the plan. And the yeah. three guys I'm giving you today are Carrie Price, Braden Holpe, and Mr. Bobrovsky, who you didn't know who he was, which is yeah. hilarious.
1: It makes it an easy choice. Okay. Yeah. If I, well, I was used to the Howard Stern game, F, Mary, Kill. That's right. I, um. And where it was, yeah, you either get to f f the person and marry them, or well, kill that's them. Well, the that's where the idea yeah, from the game from. Yeah, that's where the I'd I'd like to see the two positive things. Cause okay, I, fair enough. Well, that's, that's fine. Like So, it. at
0: the deadline, who are you trading for? Uh,
1: I would. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have Holtby uh, on f- as full. You're full gonna stock. sign. Yep.
0: you're gonna sign Braden Holtby. Yeah, the locals are in. cheering. Yeah,
1: Price comes in second because he's a cowboy. So
0: trade for at the deadline you're making a run you bring in uh, carrie price yep which actually kind of makes sense right now because montreal might be looking to move him at some point here but hey that's a long different story for a different day uh, and at the end of the day the guy you don't know who just upset help upset the yeah. best team in the nhl sergey Yeah. it doesn't you're, matter who,
1: what his name would have been or where he was from it had to be here. those two <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say Holby. Holby's a, a a beast and uh, <laughs> and and price is a cowboy Uh, i gotta give love to the cowboy
0: well man i i'd love to keep you on here for five hours but uh, i mean i want to do it again (laughs) yeah it's been a lot of fun diesel i really appreciate you coming in and i hope people enjoy it i've enjoyed sitting across from you You told me some stories that just like blew my mind i had no idea right and i've been around you all my life so i know
1: (laughs) some people are gonna have to listen to it a couple times to keep it straight probably (laughs) i'm sorry but There's so many things to talk about. That's right. I can make a story out of anything. That's cool. Well, thanks again, man.
0: Really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, We went for a little while there, a little longer than we normally do. But uh, old Diesel, uh, he's got an interesting career with a lot of different uh, places on the map. That's for sure. Uh, This coming week, uh, we're going to do... A brothers uh, Road Trip out to Vancouver and we're taking the podcast gear on with us. So we're going to do another Brothers round uh, Roundtable uh, in Vancouver. So uh, that's what's coming up next week. Um, we're going to discuss uh, Stevie Eiserman getting signed as the new GM of Detroit. Um, we're going to talk about the Winnipeg Jets done in the first round. The Toronto Maple Leafs done in the first round. The Calgary Flames done in the first round. Oh, how about the Tampa Bay Lightning done in the first round? All these big teams out in the first round. The first round of the playoffs has been absolutely amazing, and so we're going to go a little more in-depth on that too. And, of course, we're going to have uh, the next edition of train uh, Trade, Sign, and Buyout, which I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, and like I say, uh, hit me up on any social media if you like things, you want changed, just let me know. All right? Until next week, guys. We'll talk to you then.